threats in the future? Well, it doesn't come as a great surprise because of what victims have told me themselves. But it is um, good that this report is coming out because it helps to firm in people's minds the fact that, yes, it is difficult for victims to come forward and that they need support and understanding when they do. The Crown Prosecution Service will announce today if Dave Lee Travis will face a retrial for one charge of indecent assault and one charge of sexual assault. A jury failed to reach a verdict on the allegations earlier this month and the former DJ from Buckinghamshire was found not guilty of 12 other charges of indecent assault. Bedford Borough Council is getting tougher on smokers who don't get rid of their cigarette ends properly. One woman's been fined nearly £400 for dropping a fag end in the town centre. But people from Kempston say the bins the council provides for smokers to dispose of cigarette butts are useless. These um, containers that are on top of the rubbish bins are no good because of the wind. If people do use those, it just then blows. And I don't think stubbing them out and then putting them in a container with paper is very good. Luton Airport is warning passengers about potential travel disruption due to roadworks at junction 10A of the M1. Overnight road closures on the spur road start next month. Neil Thompson is operations director at the airport. I think passengers need to look at the airport website, their airline websites as well, just to understand what what impact there's going to be in place. There's going to be certain diversions in place at different times of the day, different months as well. And so it it can vary by day to day depending on on what works are, are taking place. In sport, Liverpool tighten their grip on fourth spot in the Premier League with a 4-3 win over Swansea at Anfield. And the weather will be mainly dry today with the odd spot of rain. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday. I had a cracking weekend. We went and saw Andy and Mike, Andy from CBBS. We took, I took my kids. Catherine brought along her children. It was good, wasn't it? We loved it. It was brilliant, and we all posed for photos afterwards. Wasn't, wasn't Andy from CBBS? Wasn't he lovely? Lovely teeth. Very nice teeth. Straight on the bottom as well. People don't usually bother with those. I wasn't looking at that. Yeah, bottom teeth, lovely. Oh, bottom teeth. I, I, okay, fine. And I saw, on Saturday, I saw one of the ten best films I've ever seen in my life. One of the three best children's films ever made in the world, ever. It was mental. No, it didn't start in 1969. That's something else. I'm confused. I'll tell you what it was. It's easily, it's a new film, easily one of the best three children's films ever made. Was awesome. Anyway, what's coming up in the show? It's all going off in Bedford. If this show's anything to go by, it's a Bedford special. We brought back the big tour just for Bedford. We haven't. A rehab rumpus in Bedford. Women fined for dropping her butt in Bedford. A plea for donations for flood victims. In Buckinghamshire, it's not all Bedford, but you kind of get the idea, don't you? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Give me a call, see if you can guess what the film was that I saw. Honestly, it was wonderful, easily, it's a new film, easily one of the best three children's films ever made. 
my top ten list of all-time films. And before the film, they showed a brilliant advert for a mobile phone company that used this song. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Say you don't know me. I recognize my face. Say you don't care.
There's an advert for a mobile phone network that uses that song. It's on YouTube. Not in any way endorsing the product. I'm with a different network. But the advert is fantastic. It made me laugh out loud when I was at the pictures. But what was the film I saw? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Now, plans for a drug rehabilitation centre in Bedford are likely to get the go-ahead today, despite objections from some of its closest neighbours. A number of local shopkeepers and residents oppose the idea, as does Bedford Free School. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher has been finding out why. I was standing on St John Street in Bedford, opposite the old Clarence Hotel, which it's proposed is going to be converted into a uh, a 29-bed-sit drug rehab centre. It's right next to a children's play area. It's right opposite a sheltered uh, accommodation for elderly people, Homebrook House, uh, some of whom I've been told to have been telling me uh, are not very happy about it, so it's a crazy idea. And uh, it's also quite dangerous. It's on quite a fast stretch of road. The people living uh, in the block of flats overlooking this uh, have just had a notice put up inside the block of flats telling them about this proposal and urging them to form an action group to reject it. And last but not least, uh, it's quite close to Bedford Free School. All right, Pam, your mum here of children at Bedford Free School? I have. I have two children at Bedford Free School. (laughs) What do you think about the proposal to put up a drug rehab centre right next to it, in fact, right behind the Bedford Free School? I I personally have no problem with that. Um, I think we need a centre. I think there's a big need for it. I think there's more and more people who need advice about drugs and a lot of the young people think it's cool to take drugs and it's not and I think it might set a good example. I think it would be quite a good idea but I'm not too sure where the location of it's any good though. I mean you've got that sort of brand new and that's obviously supposed to like the big flats are supposed to create like loads of hope and potential for Bedford and then you've got a drug rehab next to it. Some of your residents that I've spoken to say this is a crazy place to have a drug rehab centre. Yes. Quite dangerous road. It's a dangerous um, road. There are those next aspects to, a to it. Next children's next play to, area, obviously opposite this, and next yeah, to the school. Next to the school. Yeah, I agree with all that. Where to put them? Have to put them somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They have to go somewhere. And I can understand my neighbours not being too keen on the idea. But, um, I look at it this way. If one of those were one of my children, what would I do? What would I say? Have you heard about plans to convert this place into a drug rehab centre? Well, it's pretty much the same as the, was it the James Kingham project? Oh, just down there? Yeah, you've got the alcohol one down there, haven't you? So it's about the same, I suppose. Suppose they need the same things, don't they? So they're just on the opposite side yeah. of the street. As far as you're concerned, this place opposite sheltered housing accommodation, though, next to a children's play well, area. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not there. And the Bedford Free School, of course, just over the road. Um, yeah. So good the location. Point, yes. I suppose maybe nearer the hospital, maybe good. I don't know. Maybe somewhere over there. Keep it all contained. up her eyes in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing a 
exit slip road at the M25 junction 23 for the A1M there's a lane closed because of vehicles broken down. In Tring Wharf Lane is also closed because it's flooded. Major routes looking quiet at the moment but it's likely to be busy today as it's the first day back after half term I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much for that Alice 6.15, it's Monday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a drug rehabilitation centre next to Bedford Free School are likely to be approved today. Dave Lee Travis will find out today if he faces a retrial for two charges of indecent and sexual assault. And a woman has been fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. More on that shortly. The weather today, mainly dry with the odd spot of rain. Odd rain? Oh, yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio. World War One at home on the BBC. The number of men who died probably reckoned to be about 135. Revealing untold stories. If we can show at Wadston, if we can be seen to be trying to do something for the war effort, then everybody else should be able to do that. Discovering local memories. I tracked a dead man down a trench. I knew not he was dead. World War One at home. Walking between lessons, today's students at Haleybury College pass by a memorial to the former pupils who fought and died in the First World War. Revealing local stories. And he discovers that it's just gone at 11 o'clock on the 11th of November and in fact the First World War is over. World War One at home. Every morning this week from 8.15 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, that's, uh, we'll be starting that on this show later on this morning. I'm looking forward to that thoroughly. Now, every now and then, something comes up that sound, uh, with some, uh, someone comes up with something that sounds like a good idea in theory, but impossible to police. Like the banning of dropping cigarette butts. You know you shouldn't do it. You can actually get fined for it. But it's never really going to happen, is it? Well, it happened to my friend Dougie once. Did it? Yeah, Dougie got done. Dougie the dropper. Dougie got done. He got fined 80 quid on the spot. Uh, and also, it's happened uh, in Bedford, hasn't it, Catherine? That's right. Let me tell you the story of Miss Ankuta Visan. She's from Victoria Road in Bedford, and she was enjoying a delicious cigarette. She strolled through St Paul's Square in the town centre in July last year. She was given a fixed penalty notice when she threw the finished cigarette on the floor. £75. But for one reason or another, she decided not to pay up, which meant that her case was passed up to Luton Magistrates Court. And as a result, she's been ordered to pay nearly £400 for that wayward butt. Ah, so she wasn't fined £400 for dropping a cigarette, as as I've been teasing. She was a chancer. Well, or maybe she forgot. Yeah, maybe. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. £400 is a lot of money. What's been the reaction of the council to this decision? Well, you'll be surprised to hear they're delighted with this outcome. They have been stepping up their efforts to tackle little outs in recent months and they've also provided special bins for smokers to dispose of their cigarette butts without incurring fines. Great, you'd think. Well, maybe not. Our reporter went along to investigate and bumped into Linda from Kempston. She's not impressed. There's a lot more smoking outside since people can't smoke inside. I was a smoker. But why they can't um, carry little tins around with them and put their ends in the tins because these um, containers that are on top of the rubbish bins are no good because of the wind. If people do use those, it just then blows. So, I mean, the council's trying to put things there and I don't think stubbing them out and then putting them in a container with paper is very good and then they just blow off the top of these. As a former smoker, did you ever put your cigarette ends on the floor? I'm sure I did, but it's 14 years ago, so... But we were allowed to smoke inside then, and girls were not looked on very nice if they smoked outside. So we didn't tend to smoke outside, but I can't say categorically that I didn't. Alan Bennett there speaking to the 1950s. How big a problem is littering in Bedford? Big enough. Figures suggest that it costs the authority more than a million pounds to rid the streets of rubbish every single year. But that's all rubbish. That's not cigarette butts, is it? No. That money's got to be clawed back somehow, which is why they are clamping down on all manner of litter bugging. (laughs) (laughs) People have been warned to expect a tap on the shoulder. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Last year, the council's issued 550 fixed penalty notices for littering and other similar offences. So it's probably best to look for an appropriate receptacle for your cigarette or knick-knack packet. (laughs) I quite liked doing this job until today, and then I lost it.
still doing anywhere near a microphone. I'm a, a bit fun- in shock. A functioning microphone. I knew that this story had the potential to right. go... Um, like, just just that. watch it. <laughs> I, I, just please. I didn't think it would be me. Go next door. Right. Go and wash your mouth out with soap. Have a lie down and come back in about six or seven minutes for the papers. Oh. That's you're right. Really, you're really that disgusting. You're being sent out. Unbelievable. I can only apologise to it. Only, uh, foul-mouthed. Catherine Boyle. So, the question is, litter, uh, 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 litter dropping to one side. She got fined 75 quid. I think that's a decent enough fine. I think that's a good fine. You drop litter, yeah, 75 quid. And if you decide or choose or, for whatever reason, don't pay it, then, of course, the fine goes up. That's what happens. That's how these things work. If you've been caught, I'm so close to saying it myself now. I've got to be on guard all morning. If you've been caught being a litter bug, then uh, do, do give me a call. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. If you're dropping cigarette butts on the floor, boom, 75 quid. Why not, why not make it 400 quid? You deserve it, don't you? Come on. Don't ruin my, my wonderful clean streets with your foul mouth nonsense. Now... At the weekend, I saw a film. Okay, I took the boys to see a film. First time I'd taken both boys on my own to the pictures. Um, and my eldest kept saying, why are you calling it the pictures, Daddy? What's, what's the pictures? Uh, and they, do you know what? They sat all the way through it. This film is easily in the top ten best films of all time. Easily. Okay? And I would say it's one of the top three best children's films. Okay? Number three is Toy Story 3. Have a listen to these, Kath. What do you reckon to these films? Children's films. And you, Kelly Betts. Yeah. Number three, to- Toy Story 3. Love it. Yep. Number two is this film, which I'll come to in a minute. Number one, Mary Poppins. Ooh. I don't know about Mary Poppins. It's a great film. It's a good film. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They've all got horrible teeth. The boy they? has got disgusting teeth. Half of them are brown. I know. You can't even really see. It looks like shadows in his mouth. It's not. That's his dirty teeth. But then again, it was the olden days. Yeah, exactly. They had tans as well, those kids. Didn't uh, they? they had a lot of makeup on, yes. I think. All right, look, let me flip those around then. Number three is Mary Poppins. Number two is this film. Number one is Toy Story really? 3. Frozen isn't in there. I liked Frozen. Frozen's not in there. I've got to say, there are some brilliant kids' films at the moment. Frozen is great. Mr. Peabody and Sherman is wonderful. I haven't seen that. Wonderful film. I mean, my kids haven't seen that. What would, you, what would your top three be then, Catherine? Um, I like I liked Frozen. Yeah. So I'd probably put that. F- I think Toy Story three, yes. Frozen, yes. Madagascar. Oh, get out! Of oh, here. come on! For goodness sake! Literally no idea what any of these words you've just said are. Okay, these are excellent films. You should get, release your inner child, embrace your inner child. What would your top three kids' films be then? What Short Circuit, From Batteries my- Not Included, in The Last Starfighter? From well. Uh? Sorry? Hey? Did I pitch that slightly what? wrong age? Yeah. Okay, sorry. What, from my childhood? No, your, your favourite three children's films. That are out currently. That are out... In the, that have been released in the world ever. Why is this a okay. difficult question? Your top three children's films. She's not watching many at the moment. I've, I've not. No, I haven't what, watched a, a, a <sighs> film for a child since I was a child. But well, last week? Yes. Your top three children's films of all time? Mmm... I'll get back to you. Why can you not just do it? Because I, I, I haven't watched them in ages. OK, right. So the film I saw at the weekend that's number two. Uh, what? No, don't. What? The Lego movie. Hmm? 
the Lego movie, guys? Yeah, kind of lost me at Lego. Why? Lego sucks. I said sucks. We all know it's rubbish. It's, it's a terrible Lego toy. Lego is brilliant. Okay, ah, then you would like a film. I uh, really, really wouldn't. You didn't know I what don't I was, even want to hear You don't know it. what I was going to say. Don't care. You'd like a film about Lego. Despicable Me, that's good. Oh, for good? No, listen. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Is that team America? No, that's the Lego movie. Oh. Rescuers Down Under. The rescuers. No, no, the rescuers down under. Not even the rescuers. No, the rescuers down under. Yeah. That was really good. So you got one? Yeah. Right. That's one of the top three children's films of all time. Oh, not of all time. She's going to say American Tales. Just one that's come to my mind. I didn't know. The question wasn't, can you name some children's films that are coming to your mind? I want the top three children's. So this is it. Mm. The top three children's films of all time. This is it. Number three. E.T. Number three. Uh, no, number three is Mary Poppins, number two is the Lego movie, and number one is Toy Story 3. Everything is awesome. When you're part e- of a team. Everything is cool when, when you're, you're part of a team. Can we get, dig that, find that song? No. Why? Not, it's no. the Lego song. Not, don't care. Find Everything is Awesome. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. Just do it. No. Why? No. Do you know what song I really like? No. The Travel Bed. It's my favourite. <laughs> Across beds, hearts. It's not there. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not there. Is it actually not there? No, it's not there, mate. What at all? Well, it's there. Oh, go on then. Find that everything is awesome. No. Why? <laughs> Just find it, and I'll do this. I'd rather play the singing nun. Oh, thanks. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Speed sensors, the M1 London bound, starting to look busy at junction 10 for Luton. And in Tring, Wharf Lane is closed because it's flooded. Also in Brookmans Park, Shepherd's Way is closed between the Great North Road and Well Road. Public transport looking good, we've got no reported problems at the moment. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a school in Bedford is protesting against plans to open a drug rehab centre next door. The plan is to knock down the former Clarence Hotel on St John Street and open a rehab unit next to Bedford Free School. A new report says that some of Jimmy Savile's victims weren't believed when they first reported their attacks. The report by the NSPCC and the police also concludes that many children didn't understand what had happened. Bedford Borough Council is getting tougher on smokers who don't get rid of their cigarette ends properly. One woman's been fined nearly £400 for dropping a fag end in the town centre. The weather will be mainly dry with the odd spot of rain today. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees. Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Daniel Sturridge and Jordan Henderson both scored twice as Liverpool beat Swansea City 4-3 at Anfield. The result means they're four points off leaders Chelsea. Despite conceding three times, Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers is focusing on their attacking ability. There's always areas to improve on. I think today we weren't as good defensively as what we can be you know I think at home we've only conceded nine goals all season which is a great record to have um, but today we yeah we weren't so good um, but what's important is when you have those days that aren't so good defending if you've got the other part of your game which was outstanding you know our penetration and our ability in the final third of the field is is there and it's another four goals and it wins us the game 
The Stevenage manager Graham Wesley is still confident they can fight their way from the bottom of League One. Despite a loss at home to Peterborough on Saturday, leaving the Borough nine points from safety, Wesley believes it can be turned around. If we win you know, two games in the next week, it doesn't look quite so horrible. So um, we've got to keep our focus on the things that we can control. The league table is as it is. It probably wouldn't be like it is if we'd have played you know, the games in hand, but we are where we are because we haven't played the game. So um, you've just got to be strong enough mentally to be able to look at your own situation, take control of your own situation, affect the things you can affect. The draw's been made for the 2016 European Football Championships in France. England have been drawn in Group E with San Marino, Lithuania, Estonia, Slovenia and Switzerland. In cycling, Great Britain's Chris Froome has won the Tour of Oman for his second successive year and there's been a big shake-up in the betting for one of the top prizes at the Cheltenham Festival next month. Star sprinter Saka has been dramatically pulled out of his defence of the Queen Mother Championship chase. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, let's uh, have the... uh, Everything is awesome from the Lego movie. Right, that's not it. Where is it? That's That's Bruno Mars. Does he not sing that? No, he doesn't. It's Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Oh. Just find it. Oh. Why? I'm bothered. What do you mean you can't be bothered? I mean, I'm busy. Sorry, not, not the first one. That's definitely not true.
please. When will you realise your surname should be Lee? And despite the fact that I think you're 55 years old now, you're still the hottest woman that ever strummed a Rickenbacker guitar. Wowzers. My ideal band would be Susanna Hoffs on guitar and vocals, Susie Quattro on bass guitar and vocals, and that's it. What a band. What a lineup. It could happen. It could actually happen. We've got a phone call, Catherine. Good. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad as well because I really want to give you as little airtime as possible <laughs> after your faux pas. Oh, that was terrible. If you've just tuned in, you've, you've missed potty mouth Catherine well, Boyle. Thank goodness I reined it in before it went the well, whole hog. You, you, I think pretty much most of the hog <laughs> came out. I think we saw most of your hog earlier on this morning. <laughs> Ruth's in High Wycombe. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. I'd like to apologise for Catherine Sorry. Boyle. Oh, dear. She's naughty. She is. Ruth, what have you got for us? <gasps> Everything is awesome. awesome. Everything is cool awesome. when you're oh, part of the team. Fab film. Isn't it? You, now, the Lego movie, right, my oh. boys wanted to see it. I don't like Lego. I saw no. the trailer for it. I thought, oh, this looks yeah. rubbish. Yeah, me too. And yeah. uh, I went and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I got moaned at coming out from oh. my six-year-old son, Paul, because I was singing, Everything is awesome! Everything is cool! Yes, Kelly? If the song is so good, yes. just after three, can you both sing it? Because I'm pretty sure that you're both singing different songs. OK, right, okay. ready? One, one, two, three... Everything is awesome! Everything is awesome! Everything is awesome! Awesome. You you are getting some of the words slightly wrong, Ruth. The second line is everything is cool when you're part of a team. Yeah, I know. Dig it out, Kelly. It's such a good song. Oh, it is. It's brilliant. I I just love it. I've only heard it once because obviously I've only been to the cinema once, but But, I'm sure I'll be going again. And isn't the. How how old? You you took a six year old, did you? I did. I took a six year old, and I'm a little bit older than six. And did did the six year old love it? Oh, he did, yeah. What was great about it? This is what makes the perfect kids' film. There were two films running at the same time, weren't there? There was the kids' film, and there was also an adults film and by that I don't mean it was mucky or anything but there were some jokes for the grown ups as well Um, I mean I I loved the way you know you had the father and the son interaction and and the way that the father said don't touch it no it's perfect. I, with, oh. Oh, with, with the father and the son bit, without giving too much away, yeah, I had a no. lump. I had a little lump in my throat, I did. and, and I think I got what? something in my eye. I came home and I was going to really tempted to get the big Lego box out and start oh. building because oh, it was just awesome. I yeah. loved it. The thing is, though, Ruth, you you and I could never be that no. good at Lego. That's no. the thing. I don't get Lego. I oh, know. Ruth, I'm, I'm go- c- can you just ask Kelly Betts one more time to, f- to play the Everything is Awesome song? Because she won't listen to me, but you're a listener. You pay her wage. She oh. has to listen to you. Please, please pay. Everything is awesome. We love it. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Kelly? Kelly, please. Mm. Kelly? Kelly. Um, Kelly? Um, Kelly? Everything um, is awesome. Do you, hang on a second. Hang on. Do you mean this? Everything is awesome. Everything is cool.
Three years later, I shot the frost in. Smelling like a blossom. Everything is awesome. Stepped in mud, got new brown shoes. Lost in the wind, and it's lost in the loom. Lost in the loom. Lost in the loom. Lost in the loom. Everything is better when we stick Right, let's go around that one at a time. Let's start with uh, completely impartial Ruth. Ruth, Ruth, what did you think to that song? <gasps> the best! It's got to be number one. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Definitely, love it. Let's go to uh, haggard old potty-mouthed Catherine Boyle. <laughs> Catherine! I had to just check what day it was. I thought I might be stuck in some sort of Spanish disco hell. Wow. Yeah. So you liked it then? Loved it. Reminded you of your old boyfriend. <laughs> let's go to uh, Kelly Betts, uh, host of, sometimes host of BBC Introducing. Kelly, that's got to be better than the guff you played on Saturday. Wow. That's great. I'm turning the microphone down there. Bye bye, me. Ruth, thank you so much for bullying my team. No problem. Ta ta. Bye bye. They make some good points in the song, though. I mean, awesome awesome things are the best. Everything, literally everything, is awesome. It's such a good film. I cannot. Have you thought of three good kids' films yet? E.T. That's a great film. Yeah. Sad, though. Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Brilliant film. Okay. Um, Um. Annie. Oh. I thought you were definitely going in that direction. Oh. Um, cocoon. <laughs> no. Battery's no. not included too. Don't know what that is. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I love that one. I like that one and the Christmas one. The others yeah. I'm not so keen on. Are uh, there any others? Yeah, there's there's like four. And there's one I don't think that I think uh, doesn't have Chevy Chase in. There's, there's National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon's European Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and there's one more. Oh, it's the vacation one where they go to Wally World and then that's the first one. holds it up. Holiday Road. That's European Vacation. Do you, that's all of them. Do Is you know it? who sings that? Yeah, Lindsay Buckingham. Lindsay Buckingham. As Tony, as Tony Fisher would say, it's just noise. <laughs> what have you got in the papers? Um, loads of things and stuff. Um, if you want to see something that's supposed to be a sexy but isn't, page five, Lee and Jasmine Of which sexy paper? On page five of The Star. We've been sent all of the papers today, including The Star and The Mirror. I haven't seen The, the Star for ages. I thought I'd imagined it. Naughty, naughty papers. But they're sort of straddling each other in these... I don't know, I don't know how the camera got that close without them seeing it. Lee, Ryan and Jasmine from they Big Brother. 
Yes. Uh, page uh, 12 and 13 of The Sun has an interesting one. Uh, which, uh, who did you have on your uh, posters on your wall? Tony Parsons had Debbie Harry, uh, Felicity Kendall uh, and Agnetta. Jane Moore had David Cassidy, Donny Osmond and Les McEwen from the Bases Rollers. Who did you have on your wall? I was only allowed one. Oh, yeah. Morton Harkett sweating in a vest. Really? Mm. Now, it's interesting you mentioned sweating in a vest because mm. my post, my walls, and indeed for part of my life, my ceiling was covered in posters of Bruce Lee. Sweating in a vest. Yeah. So all, all my friends had pictures of like hot pop stars, like Transvision Vamp, Wendy James and stuff. And I had a five foot two sweaty Chinese man in a vest. What was that sweat thing in the 1980s and 90s? It's a lot Everyone of sweat. Everyone was slightly glistening. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. 08459 four double five five double five. Kelly Betts, who did you have uh, on, on your wall? <clears throat> um, Scott Oakes, the Luton Town footballer. Was he sweating in a vest? Don't know. S- Scott Oakes? I know. I, mm. I don't even know who Scott Oakes is. He was a footballer. Hello. Oh, 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 yeah. All right, Kath, calm down. like him, actually. Mm. So that's it, Scott Oakes? Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, maybe we can send Justin out on there. I know he's got, he's got far more important things to look at. Maybe we can have some of that. 08459 455 555. Who did you have on yours? Catherine, stick around for some more. Why not? Yeah, it would be a pleasure. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise looking heavy now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Bricketwood, the North Orbital also struggling at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the speed sensors, the M1 London bound looking busy between 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On public transport, there's no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice? Yes? We're asking who you had pictures of on your wall when you were a, a teenager. I had Bruce Lee. Uh, Catherine, who did you have, Catherine? Morton Harkett. Oh, sorry, Morton Harkett. And Kelly had Scott Oakes from um, Luton Town Football Club. Uh, who did you have on your wall, Alice? I was a pretty big fan of five. Oh, did you have the five boys on? Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers. You must be excited that four of them have got back together. That is pretty exciting news, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alice. And she did sound pretty excited, didn't she? 6.46. It's Monday, the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a drug rehab centre next to Bedford Free School are likely to be approved today. Dave Lee Travis will find out today if he faces a retrial for two charges of indecent and sexual assault. And a woman has been fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. Lots to talk about. If you want to give us a call about any of the things we're mentioning in the show, the cigarette butt drop fine who you had on your uh, wall or if you uh, want to uh, tell us your top three kids films 08459 455 555 before that let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather BBC Three Counties Radio Good morning. Well, it's quite a quiet start to the new week, thankfully. This morning we have a little bit of cloud around, but already we're starting to see the sun. That cloud's moving away north and eastwards and behind it. Some sunny spells, and that's really the story for the morning. The afternoon, we've got a weak frontal system heading towards us, which by the time it gets to us, it's actually broken up a little bit. So the rain is just light and patchy and shouldn't amount to too much at all. It's quite a mild day as well. Outside at the moment, across all three counties, it's around 7, 8 Celsius. And by the end of the day, we're looking at 
a maximum of around maybe 12 or 13 Celsius. Overnight tonight, we've still got some rain around, I'm afraid, but clear spells through the middle part of the night and then more rain. It's more persistent, perhaps heavier, and the wind will start to pick up through the early hours of tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature down to around 5 Celsius, that's 41 degrees in Fahrenheit. For tomorrow, any rain remaining, particularly out towards the east, will move away. Behind it, some clear spells, which means some sunshine, but also some blustery showers likely to develop as we head through the afternoon. The maximum temperature for Tuesday, 11 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from three. Why would anyone buy a mattress off the back of a van? Roberto Peroni. How do you keep a straight face? That is so funny. A professor from the University of Bedfordshire has followed in the footsteps of Indiana Jones. Weekdays from three. It's the family and lifestyle debate. Got an hour discussing business and finance. It's our politics panel discussing how politics affects us. Later in the show, it's all about the entertainment world. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent stuff there, Roberto. Thank you very much indeed. Catherine, uh, you got anything else in the papers? There's yes. Lot, there's lots in the papers today. There is. Um, I like John Hurt. I think he's got an amazing voice. And I'm John Hurt. I know he's... I'm the naked... I played that homosexual Quentin Crisp. I'm the, in the naked civil servant. Oh, no. I, I remember him from The Storyteller. It was I, a Jim Henson thing. It was brilliant. I once phoned up. I was very, very drunk. Uh, me and my friend, we were very, very drunk on Pils Lager, and we phoned up Quentin Crisp. Oh. And you could just get his number from Director Inquiries, and we phoned him up. He was in New York. Hello. Hello, is that Quentin Crisp? Yes. We had nothing to say to him. We went, oh, just think, um, it's really good, you know, what you did for gays and stuff. Thank you, my dear. And that was the end of the phone call. He was very gracious. He was wonderful. What a charming gentleman. Lost. Anyway, yes, John Hurt. John Hurt, anyway, of The Storyteller. I can't believe you don't know that. I've I don't tried know to it. get it on DVD. They don't do it on DVD. Oh, I can get something brought over from Spain, but this, that's beside the point. Oh, hey. I'm quite angry about it. Why did I marry? Because I was a child. He's saying that he's, well, he's 74, and he's saying that doesn't he, look he doesn't necessarily agree with marriage. He's been married four times. Well, maybe he's just he's not found the right one. giving it the benefit of the doubt, hasn't he? He's not found the right one. Yeah, I don't think when you're older, if you're not married, it doesn't matter, does it? When you're old... OK, this is a genuine question, OK? It's a shame Kelly's not listening, because I know she'd, I'd like to hear her thoughts on this. When you're older... Do you find old people attractive? Or do you always, do you always find, um, you know, the, the, the sort of 2030s attractive? My friends started to, male friends started to undergo something of a transformation around the times their wives had babies. Yeah. In that they started fancying mum types. Yeah. Okay. Rather than little sort of pop princesses. So you're saying that when they're sort of 70, 75... Do you start fancying old women? Do you fancy old, old women? Because I saw an old woman at the weekend, and I was looking at her. I can't remember what, what the context was. And I was thinking, oh, you're a really nice old woman, but I could never in a million years get off with you. I was, I was genuinely having those thoughts. These I, are the things that go through your mind. They are. I was talking to her. Where were we? were in like a shop or something, and I was talking to her, and I was just thinking, I could never... You well, know, she's not for you. Yet. Yet, yet. Well, I'm saying, is in uh, another, oh gosh, in another 25 years' time, would she be for me? Would I think, I know exactly where it was. It was she was working behind the counter of the volunteer shop in a hospital. That's where you go um, fishing, is it? <laughs> is it? My goodness. Is no one safe? Brian's in High Wycombe. Brian, you've called in about who you used to have on your wall. Who is it? 
Oh, no, you're uh, there, Brian. Sorry, uh, Brian. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to have it on the wall in the army, but it was over 60 years ago, so it was Doris Day. Oh, Doris Day is a... F- she was a fox, wasn't she? A what? <laughs> she was a fox. Well, a- she was certainly, uh, uh, in those days, uh, uh, number one pin-up uh, roundabout. What, yes. what was it about Doris Day that worked for you, Brian? Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, that's a... Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, what, uh, uh, when you're in your teens, yeah. um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying. What? Good lad, <laughs> what good lad Brian. I know exactly what you're saying. Brian, can I ask, now you're a little bit older, uh-huh. uh, I, I, well, I just have to say it as a question. Do you fancy older women, old yeah. women, or do you still fancy <laughs> women in their 20s and 30s? Well, in my 80s here, of course, they're in their 90s. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there are still... <laughs> keep their looks in the 90s, but I don't think, well, my wife's not listening, that she would want me looking at older women. No, <laughs> Brian, well, 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 you very discreetly and delicately sidestepped that question. Well done, Brian. He's a good sport. I wonder, though, I just wonder, are we, are we, gene- okay, let's, let's couch this in some kind of science, pseudoscience, are we genetically programmed, main, perhaps just as men, to fancy, pe- be attracted to people that can uh, propagate the species? Hmm, interesting, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, you know, there's some women, cougars they call them, yeah. that like a younger man, yeah. I really don't fancy lads in their early 20s, they look like little boys to me. Really? Now, yeah. back in the day. Wah! Trevor's on the M10. Morning, Trevor. Morning, Ian. Trevor, who did you used to have up against your wall when you were younger? It wasn't who was what. It was uh, horror movie posters from the cinema. Like what? Whatever was on at the cinema at the time. Any horror movies used to go down when they changed the posters and put them up on the wall. You remind me, I used to have a full door-sized poster. It's probably about four foot long, five foot long. Poster of, of, uh, what's his name, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That would have been a good one. Can- yeah, I just used to collect them. So I used to be into the Peter Cushion and oh. stuff, those Draculas and stuff. Yeah. Trevor, thank you very much indeed. We'll let you go because the line's not great. Catherine, you're actually pulling a face there. Yeah. When I was a student and I was allowed more posters because my mum wasn't there to tell me to get that blue tack off my oh, paper. Oh, yeah, it does leave an oily mark. It does. Yeah. I now know that. We know that now. Uh, I had one for uh, A Room with a View. That was a rather beautiful poster. Oh, flip That was when it. I was trying to pretend to be sort of arty and... You're I've never of... seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sort of girl I would have pretended to be interested in so I could have copped off with you and then I would have seen the poster in the morning and thought, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. In the morning? You reckon? Where are you going? Well, I'm just I'm going to go storm out with my outrage. We'll storm out, then come back in and we'll do some more papers. Okay. How dare you? Right. So there's a story, page 19 of The Sun. Pageant girl's mum make Brit kids sexy. Oh, oh yeah. A kid's beauty pageant organiser has out... There's so much in the papers today. A kid's beauty pageant organiser has outraged mums by blasting British girls <clears throat> as not sexy enough. American Jessica Darden branded our kids as... Pasty and plain. Pasty, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Compared to US youngsters who are taught to wiggle their bottoms from the age of four. Now, listen, okay, so it's over in America, fine. She's planning UK pageants where girls will have to wear fake tan, heavy makeup, painted nails, and glam clothes. Jessica said, so this is a woman who wants to organise these in the UK. And you've got girls, five and two, so this is completely pertinent to you. Jessica said, in the US, girls strut down the catwalk and wiggle their bums. We aren't afraid to make them look older and their outfits can be sexy and glamorous. British kids all look plain and pasty. The American girls are more petite, 
sassy and diva-ish. Parents aren't afraid to make them look sexy. And then she has a picture of uh, her four-year-old daughter. I don't know if that's her four-year-old... Uh, that's her four-year-old daughter there, and I don't know if that is as well. Yeah, in kind of is. like a um, now, if if a model, if a, a grown woman wearing this, it's a tight black shiny um, cat suit um, with kind of cute cat ears, hair in curls, and, and sparkles on it. If that were a, a 19, 20 year old woman, four quite provocative. Four on a four-year-old girl. That's disgusting, oh, isn't horrible. it? It's horrible. And to say that these that our children are ugly or plain, these kids are fake tanned to within an inch of their their lives for heaven's sake they alert they they put false teeth on them i've seen these programs i don't believe it's the norm in america which is why they have these kind of let's all watch look at the freaks program it's called oh what's it called tantrums and tiaras oh right the mums in general are more into the thing than the, the kids are from my perception i just think it's so odd saying that my little girl probably loved to put a bit of makeup on and strut around because she doesn't know because she's playing she does but she doesn't know that that's inappropriate yeah. for a five-year-old no, girl no, to no. wear i take great i make quite a lot of effort to make sure she looks like a child and she looks like a little girl for as long as possible. Her, the trainee accountant, 24, said one of her most successful outfits, this is for a four-year-old. Successful outfit. Was a tight leather-look catsuit. This is this picture then. A tight leather-look catsuit. She looked like a sexy little vixen prowling around the stage. She looked about 16. I loved that look. Is there a picture of the mum? Yeah, there's the mum. You know. Yeah. Not... Uh, uh, I just find that incredible that any, anyone... Why doesn't the mum wear that? Why doesn't the mum wear the outfit and take great pride in doing that? There was the story, wasn't it? Who was that that um, girl? Did her parents kill her in the end? Oh, no, no, that was never found, was it? That, was that it was not... still a bit of a mystery, but okay. there was all kinds of... There was rumour that they had, yeah. but the four-year-old girl... What was her John name? Jonathan Ramsey. That was it. And there was a documentary about her before she she um, got murdered, before she disappeared. Um, well, and there was... James used to show it on his show, didn't he? Because yeah, it was yeah. so weird. And it was this, uh, aren't Americans crazy and freaks? Uh, but but it's, if she's, this woman's bringing it over here. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. And I'd like to think that, that mums are, in this country are sensible enough. But I've met a mum when I was doing stuff on this morning who um, had bought... She'd bought, like, her five-year-old daughter vouchers for um, breast implants. Uh, yeah. But she worked for that company, didn't she? Yeah, but... So had she really? Well, Catherine, thank you very much for uh, not swearing in the last 33 oh, minutes. I'll try my best. Thank you very much. 08459 555 Lots to talk about there. Lots to talk about. Really good day uh, news in the papers. Uh, we've got kids um, getting sexy at the age of four, five, six. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to see that here, would you? There can't be anybody here who'd want to see kids, four, five, six, involved in sexy beauty pageants, would you? I say you're sick if you do. And also, on a, a slightly more light-hearted note, what posters did you have up on your wall when you were a teenager? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh and man, isn't the Lego Movie just awesome? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound slow going between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise also looking heavy between 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the A1M southbound, things looking slow now between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. And on the speed sensors in Beaconsfield, Amersham Road southbound very slow towards the Old Town. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 
We'll be talking more in a bit about the lady who was, well, fined £75 for dropping a cigarette, but she didn't pay the fine. It went up to 400 quid. I kind of think, well, yeah, sounds right to me. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans to put a rehab centre next to a school in Bedford. A report says Jimmy Savile victims weren't believed and a woman fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette. BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedford say a new drug rehab centre is being put in the wrong place. Plans to open the centre next to Bedford Free School and a children's play area are likely to be approved this evening. But residents aren't happy about the location. But I'm not too sure where... The location of it is any good though. Like the big flats are supposed to create like loads of hope and potential for Bedford and then you've got a drug rehab next to it. I suppose maybe nearer the hospital may be good to keep it all contained. A new report has revealed that some of Jimmy Savile's victims weren't believed when they first reported their attacks. It also concludes that many children didn't understand what had happened and often blamed themselves. John Cameron from the NSPCC said attitudes to abuse claims have changed enormously. It's been quite scandalous, actually, that historically uh, these victims have found themselves in this situation. But I think what we've had is a significant movement by the police where they've been far more receptive and understanding to victims of non-recent abuse. The Crown Prosecution Service will announce today if Dave Lee Travis will face a retrial for one charge of indecent assault and one charge of sexual assault. A jury failed to reach a verdict on the allegations earlier this month. The former DJ from Buckinghamshire was found not guilty of 12 other charges of indecent assault. Luton Airport is warning passengers about potential travel disruption due to roadworks at Junction 10A of the M1. Overnight road closures on the Spur Road start next month. Neil Thompson is Operations Director at the airport. I think passengers need to look at the airport website, their airline websites as well, just to understand what what impact there's going to be in place. There's going to be certain diversions in place at different times of the day, different months as well. And so it it can vary by day to day, depending on on what works are, are taking place. Bedford Borough Council is getting tougher on smokers who don't get rid of their cigarette ends properly. One woman's been fined nearly £400 for dropping a fag end in the town centre. But people from Kempston say the bins the council provides for smokers to dispose of the butts are useless. These um, containers that are on top of the rubbish bins are no good because of the wind. If people do use those, it just then blows. And I don't think stubbing them out and then putting them in a container with paper is very good. In sport, Liverpool tightened their grip on fourth spot in the Premier League with a 4-3 win over Swansea at Anfield. And the weather for Bets, Hearts and Bucks will be mainly dry today with the odd spot of rain. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. much Lee. Lee Agnew there. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. It's kind of a free-for-all on the phones, really. Some of the things we're talking about. Rehab rumpus in Bedford. A woman fined for dropping her butt in Bedford. And a plea for donations for flood victims in Buckinghamshire. 
also asking your top three kids' films of all time. I know we don't normally go down that route. The only reason I'm doing it is I saw the Lego movie at the weekend. Kids are spoilt at the moment. There's so many good films coming out. But this Lego film was, well, it was awesome. The second best children's film of all time, I'd say. Number one, well, if you missed it, I'll tell you later on. And also, what posters did you have on your wall when you were a teenager? For me, I don't think I had any hot women. I may have had Wendy James for a while, but it was primarily Bruce Lee. A sweaty Chinese man in a vest. My parents are very concerned. If you want to get in touch, facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. They've beaten... They have beaten me to it, dear listener. They have beaten me to it. Let's send... Up, where's Justin this morning? He's out and about. He's, he's busy this morning, isn't he? What's he up to? He is. We're just on the phone to him now. Oh, OK. Oh. Ask him what he's doing. OK. OK. Well, that was, uh, there's some serious negotiations going on. Yeah. Sometimes... This is... Now, I, I shouldn't really say this on air, but sometimes Justin refuses to come on air unless Kelly says nice things about him or offers to buy him uh, an omelette... An omelette sandwich. Or an omsam. An omsam. Uh, he also asks for comps and feeds. It's terrible. He has an... We go out for breakfast, OK? He has an omsam. An omelette sandwich. That's two levels of beige. It's, 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 you can't even see it sometimes. It's so bland looking. Yeah. I tried it once. My, my in, I had to go and uh, have my innards unplugged. It, it just Everything got stuck. It was a strange breakfast. And yet this is the cornerstone of his diet. <laughs> How is that man still alive with the omsam breakfast? Right, plans for a drug rehabilitation centre in Bedford are set to be approved today, despite objections from people living and working nearby. Bedford Free School says it's too close, and several local shopkeepers and residents are concerned about the sort of people it might attract. Well, the sort of people, it would be drug users, wouldn't it? Is there really a problem with having a centre like this anywhere? People with uh, drug addiction have an illness. It's an illness, by the way, kids, if you didn't realise. Uh, they're not there through choice. Shouldn't we be doing everything we can to help drug addicts and help them change their lives and improve their lives and, I don't know, get well? Would you be upset if a doctor's surgery opened near you? It's kind of the same thing. It's treating sick people. Well, Alex Capone works nearby and he told our reporter it's in the wrong location. They've only just given planning permission for a school and all the statistics tell us that, you know, people with those sorts of problems tend to be more involved in crime, tend to be more involved in, in theft. Um, and I say, while I sympathise with the cause, this is just not the right area. It's just convenient for the builder, you know. And uh, this part of town, we're trying to lift it at the moment. Is that a positive or a negative? It's got to be seen as a negative. As I say, I know that can be seen as being harsh comment, but we're in favour of a, a centre, just not right next to a school and not next to um, an area already in difficulty. The shops are, haven't been let for months and years. 
Does the council really think that putting a, a drug re, re, rehabilitation centre next to it all is going to be of benefit? Who exactly is benefiting from this? You know, where's the notices? You know, shouldn't there be notices on posts around here detailing these plans? Shouldn't all of the businesses and the residents of this area be notified of what's going on? Why is this being rushed through? Why is there no proper consultation period? Or even consultation with anyone? No doubt they'll still want their rates paying next month. Well, that's Alex Capone speaking to our reporter, uh, works and lives in the nearby area. What do you think? Is Alex being a little bit harsh there? What do you think? 08459 455 555, a drugs rehabilitation centre. Um, it's going to be in Bedford. It looks like it's going to be approved today. There are residents nearby. It's near Bedford Free School. It's near some shops. Is it a bit harsh to say, we don't want you here, mate. Go on. Sling your hook. Because drug addiction affects everybody, doesn't it? It doesn't affect everybody. It affects all classes and all social backgrounds. 08459 455 555. Well, recently, uh, a reporter, Justin Dealey, caught off with parents dropping their kids off at Bedford Free School. I'm not very happy about it because it'll be right next to the school and the clientele that go there will have closer contact with the children. What if someone goes into the school and they are you know, on drugs or they are in a high state of mind, they may influence the children as well. I'm not saying that they should be blamed for their situation. I'm just saying not next to the school, that's all. So, yes, yeah. give them help, but nowhere near yeah. your child. Yeah, absolutely. Bernadette, you've just dropped your child off at school here. What's your thoughts on this drug rehabilitation centre? Uh, I don't think that is proper. They should find it a place where there is not where children are close because uh, yeah you don't know what these people who are into drugs i don't know what they would do even i wouldn't feel safe and a final word for yourself madam again dropping your child off at school here what's your thoughts on this drug rehabilitation center shouldn't be near a school because the kids will pick it up it's not good for the kids the kids will pick it up yeah any sort of bad atmosphere or whatever is not good for the kids I mean, I'm sure that the people in that centre will be kept away from the children, right. but you're not convinced, are you? No, 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 big no, because they, they might be drugged out, they might come near the kids and whatever, it's not good. Have you got any sympathy for anybody who is addicted no. to drugs? No, shouldn't be doing drugs in the first place. I'm against drugs anyway. But then again, certain situations in their life may put them in that direction. Shouldn't be doing drugs. That's all I've got to say. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. These people are... If it were near my kid's school... The thing for me, it's not the residents necessarily, it's not the shops, it is the school, the proximity to the school. That's the only thing for me that that has me questioning it slightly. Interesting Interesting that woman has no sympathy for people who are addicted to drugs. They're addicted. You wouldn't say you don't have sympathy for someone who's got asthma or someone who's got, and I'm going to say it, someone who's got cancer. They're all diseases. They're all diseases. Yeah, you might make the choice to take that first drug or that first drink, but the difference between a drug addict is that's it. They can't say, they then can't stop. They haven't got the function in there. There are lots of people who use drugs socially. You can have a little toke on a joint. You can do a couple of lines of cocaine. I'm not condoning or saying these things are good, but they can, and then they can stop. And the thing with the drug addict is they cannot stop. They're constantly chasing that first hit. So have you got any sympathy for them? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to take part. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Angela is in Kempston. Morning, Angela. 
Good morning, Ian. Now, you've called in about this story. Page 19 of The Sun. Pageant girl's mum, make Brit kids sexy. There's an American mum. She's li- she's living over here now. I think she's married to uh, an RAF serviceman. And her four-year-old daughter... There's a picture of her four-year-old daughter in uh, what, if it was being worn by an adult, would be described as a very sexy cat suit. She wants British kids to be more sexy. What do you reckon? Oh, dear. I, I don't know what she's thinking, to be honest. I mean... What whatever happened to children's childhoods and keeping keeping children you know in their childhood for as long as possible, and I just think if there has to be something wrong if you want to see your daughter who's perhaps four or five you know strutting along with makeup and fake tan in clothes that are completely inappropriate for her age, and would you want you know and want men to look at them and I just think it's sort of desexualizing. Girls, and I think I think childhoods are important. Angela, listen to this. Jessica, uh, this is Jessica, the American lady. She says um, it's all about boosting the kids' confidence. Sophia has come on by leaps and bounds. And then this is some of what the, the, her little girl does. Four-year-old girl. Uh, the child practices routines from music videos for up to two hours a day. She hits the stage wearing foundation, powder, bronzer, blusher, eyeliner, eyeshadow, mascara, lip liner, lipstick, fake lashes, spray tan, acrylic nails and a wiglet. Do you know what a wiglet is? Oh, I think it's something you attach. It's a mini hairpiece hair made from human hair. Oh, what a mean, four-year-old! Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, what is it teaching her? Is it giving the child the wrong messages that how you look is the most important thing and, you know, en- ending up being sort of a, a very vain adolescent, I should think. Have you got kids, Angela? I have, yes. I have three daughters. And, and how old are they? Um, well, my eldest daughter is 33. Oh, blimey, and wow. And then uh, 20, 28, and then 30. So they're, they're a lot older now. But I did make sure, um, I did take them somewhere once where I saw a couple of girls that were their age that were dressed up as, you know, in, sort of inappropriately. But I do firmly believe in a childhood and, and dressing girls as girls. Did you not- ever, Angela, around the house, when they were four, five, six, seven, did they, were they ever allowed to play with mummy's makeup and mummy's high heel shoes and, and things oh, yeah, like that? definitely, definitely. So what's, I mean, the difference, what's the difference about that then? Why is that uh, uh, appropriate? Well, I think if you're in your own environment, you're in your own house, um, they can dress up, put mummy's shoes on, put makeup on. But I think if you're sort of pushing it onto a child that this is how they should look and and they and then perhaps they'll feel they're only accepted um, if they look a certain way, which is you know I think is I can't understand the the thinking of the mother at all really, and and you know I just think it's trying to make children into sort of sexual objects, which is you know completely wrong. Does this still happen? I know there was a fashion about four mm. five years ago for. Um uh, you know you get kids' parties, and you can have a kids' party at McDonald's or oh, at yeah. Soft Play, or you can hire out, like, a cinema. For, you can do all these kind of things. There was a fashion uh, for five, six, seven, eight-year-old girls' birthday parties to be held in nail parlours. And they'd all That's go... And, they'd pamper parties. That's it. They'd all go and get their nails done, or they'd go and get a bit of spray tan, or they'd kind of get their eyebrow, eyebrows plucked and stuff like that. Do, do, does that still go on? Or did we um, wake up and realise that was ridiculous? No, I'm not sure. I haven't heard of right. it. But um, I've, I've heard of people, well, um, a couple of women having their the younger daughter's hair dyed and stuff. But oh I, I think just this, this woman is, I think it's more about her than her daughter, to be honest. Perhaps she's reliving her 
what she wanted through her daughter. And Angela, I think you have uh, hit the nail on the head. It's more about the mum. Have your girls ever been invited to these pamper parties? No, thank goodness. I must admit, though, on school holidays, my little girl will ask me to paint her nails for her. Usually, if it's Christmas time, with little snowflakes or whatever, they last two minutes because she picks them off. And and, uh, again, Angela made made the point that when it's at home, when it's in the context of being at home or with family, that's different. And I guess as well, I suppose, that, that things like makeup people want kids want to emulate their parents particularly the parents of their their same gender so they see mums doing it yeah. and things like makeup it, it's kind of is a skill that, that kids have to learn at some point yeah, and your little boys will copy you having a shave yeah yeah they do they do they practice they practice having a shave not with a real razor that would be crazy but they do they put like, like quite often they'll be in the bath and they'll get their soap bubbles and they'll make yeah. a load of lather on their face and they'll get their toothbrushes and they'll have a little shave i just think especially with girls i spend a lot of time telling my little girls that they are perfect the way they are and that they are beautiful yep. so they'll say can I have some makeup on. I say, do you know what? You look lovely without it. There you go. And that's where we go with it. You know, it's just what don't we could teach them that they're not as good as no. they could be. We can't put a picture of a child in, in makeup and in uh, tight clothes on Facebook. Of course, we could just take a picture of Kelly Betts and put that up and say, this is <laughs> this is what it would look like. Luckily, she can't hear us, so that's I got away with that one. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. There can't be anybody listening who thinks that girls going to pamper parties, girls four, five, six, seven, eight years old, going to pamper parties, going on catwalks in sexy clothes, there can't be anybody listening who thinks that's a good idea, can there? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 London bound, there are queues between the Toddington services and Junction 10 for Luton. And the M25 anti-clockwise also queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also looking very slow on the sensors between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors in Aylesbury, the A41 looking busy between the Oxford Road roundabout and the Walton Street roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 7.17, it's Monday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedford say a drug rehab centre shouldn't be opened next door to a school. Dave Lee Travis will find out today if he faces a retrial for two charges of indecent and sexual assault. And a woman has been fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. The weather today, mainly dry with the odd spot of rain. Wasn't it nice over the weekend, at least for parts of it? 08459 455 555. There's so much to talk about. I tell you what, I'll give you a little recap around about half past seven, OK? So if, in case you've missed it, I'll let you know what we're talking about. And about half past seven, I'll give you the, the, the details and you can give me a call. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, you can be fined for all sorts of things these days, and dropping cigarette ends is one of them. Uh, th- when this was first introduced, when did this ca- come in? It came in four, five years ago, something like that. Something like that. I remember thinking, oh, that's terrible. Oh, for goodness sakes, that's ridiculous. My friend Dougie got done. Dougie got done a few couple of years ago. I remember him telling me, and I was like, oh, that's outrageous. But the older I get, and the more I think about it, the more I think, good, good. We shouldn't be throwing litter of any kind on the floor. Well, a Bedford w- a woman who didn't get rid of her fag end properly has been ordered to pay nearly £400. Miss Ankuta Visan chose to ignore a £75 fine, so she was pursued through the courts, and that's what's pushed the price up. Well, Justin Daly, I don't think I'm giving away any trade secrets. You like uh, to have a cheeky little smoke now and then. I do indeed, yes. Well, now, and be honest with me, mm-hmm. what do you do with your butts? Well, you know, if I'm smoking at work, there is a, a bin here. Uh, I'll probably say 95% of my cigarette butts do go in the bin. Most of the bins now days have got uh, a section on them yeah. where you put your cigarettes in. So but You chuck them on the floor sometimes, would that be right? Probably 5%, yes, 5%. Why do you do it? Why, why do you do it, Just? Uh, why do I do it? Because I can't find a you know, nearest bin. If there is a bin near me, obviously I will put one into the bin, I will look for that bin, but sometimes that is just not possible. Why is it someone else's... And I'm not having a go. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, listen, I used to do it a long time ago and I was a yeah. smoker, chuck them on the floor. What, but why is it someone else's responsibility, financially and time-wise, to clean up your mess? Well, it's not. Quite simply. Well, then clean up your mess. Mm. As I said to you, you know, most... Carry it, carry it, no. Carry it. Why don't you... I'm going to buy you a little tin. Yeah. Right? I'm going to buy you a little tin, and you can put your fag butts in there. Mm. Yeah? That'll be good. Thank you. You up for that? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I will do that. (laughs) Justin, sorry to have a go. You've been speaking to smokers this morning, haven't you? What what have they been saying? Yes. um, I think you're going to get very wound up by this uh, next piece of audio. Probably our listeners as well. Um, I have been talking to smokers. uh, The majority, again, they do throw their cigarette butts on the floor. I've been asking smokers whether a £75 fine is a bit too much. Here's what they had to say. It's excessive because the government are quite happy to take the tax where in any, any other country you can get cheaper cigarettes and we're paying way over the odds and yet they want to sting us all the time and hide the cigarettes in the supermarkets but they're quite happy to fine us for throwing the remnants on the floor. Not good enough, is it? As a smoker yourself, do you ever leave your cigarette butts on the floor? I do, most of the time, yeah. In one way, I'm keeping somebody in a job by picking them up. That's their job. And in another, there's probably not enough ashtrays around. So do you think you should be fined £75? They can try, but you've got to be caught, haven't you? It's like anything. If you do something wrong, you've got to be caught, and then you face the consequences. You quite happily throw your, your cigarette butt on the floor? I would, and I just have. OK, what would you say, then, to any of our listeners who are listening to this, who say, and I put this in the nicest possible way, that you're a moron? Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, aren't they? There's too many do-gooders in this country now. Or you do this, or you've got to get in trouble, or you're invading my personal space. So there's too many stupid rules, and it's just become ludicrous here. Throwing a cigarette butt on the floor is not the end of the world. Morning, sir. We're doing a feature about smoking today. I see you just had a cigarette and you put your butt down there on the floor. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you why you've done that? Well, I was looking for a bin, <laughs> but there wasn't one around here. <laughs> but I'm not being patronising, but literally, 20 yards up there, there is a bin... And on the end of that bin, there is a section for cigarette butts. All right. Well, I'm sorry I didn't see it. As somebody who's smoking right now, sir, do you ever throw your butts on the floor? Well, everybody does. Who don't? (laughs) Why don't you put it in the bin? Well, I do if there's one around, but you try and find a bin lately. Do you think you deserve to be fined for throwing butts on the floor? 
get caught, then yeah, fair enough. You do, because it is a problem, like seeing fagbirds. It's not good for the country, obviously. When do you feel guilty for putting your butts on the floor? Some people do, yeah. yeah well, you what do about feel you personally? Yeah, if there's not an ashtray around, what can you do? Sometimes I clip it, put it in my pocket, but there you go, you know. Now, very quickly, Jess, because we've got a couple of uh, guests coming on, but uh, that, that, did that Muppet really say, oh, yeah, I'm actually keeping people in work? Yep, you heard absolutely correct. Justin, uh, cracking stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Joining me now is Andy Walker from Keep Britain Tidy. Morning, Andy. Good morning to you. Well, we've heard there that uh, by throwing cigarette butts on the floor, people are, are being kept in employment. So that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the interesting thing about this is that there is a cost um, to everything. And currently, local authorities across England spend £1 billion a year. I repeat that, £1 billion a year cleaning up um, the streets. Now, um, we don't have the exact figure for um, cigarette-related litter, but 98% of our streets have cigarette-related litter on them. Now, that billion, if you broke that down into your local area, I would imagine, again, I haven't got the exact figures, but I would think it'd be a couple of million pounds, probably a bit more than that. Imagine what you could spend that money on. Um, Cigarettes. Well, no, I'm so, joking. You know, so, social services and things, of course, um, yes. Amenities. Workers, I mean, if you broke the billion pound down across England, um, 4,000 libraries, mm. in, uh, free school meals, uh, 31,000 firefighters, 32,000 nurses. You see, the interesting thing here is people just think there is no consequence to throwing away, um, whether it's a cigarette butt, whether it's a crisp packet, whether it's chewing gum. But the bottom line here is, is there is a massive cost to cleaning our streets. And it's not about keeping people in work. Imagine what we could do that would be a lot more useful if we actually saved that money. There are many things that we could do with that. And that's why it's entirely right and entirely proper that if people drop litter in the street, they should be fined. And it's £80 for a fixed penalty. And um, it, it can actually go up into the thousands if people repeatedly refuse to pay that fine. And as a deterrent, it's something that we do have to use. We're saying this lady, Ankuta Visan, got fined £400. That's not true. She got fined 75 quid, and it's because it ended up going in the court she got fined more. Does, do you think that's a good way of, of getting people, Andy, or, or is fining people, is that a little bit draconian? I don't think it's draconian. I think it's part of a basket of measures to encourage people that dropping litter is not the way to go. And I think the cost issue is, is extremely important. We, we ran a so, what we call a social experiment um, late last year where we got a number of local authorities to clean one side of the street and they left the other side of the street as is, wasn't cleaned. And it was amazing to see the contrast. And it's part of our which side of the fence are you on campaign when it comes to litter. We're trying to get people to say, actually, I'm on the right side of the fence on this issue. I'm not going to add to, the, you know, to that billion-pound cost. In fact, I'm going to try and do something to reduce it. So in terms of your question, is it draconian? I actually don't think it is. You know, that person could have paid that fine um, and, uh, and it would have stopped at £80. Even better, by the way. Don't drop a litter in the first place and you'd avoid the fine altogether. It so. seems so sensible, Andy, when you put it like that. It's Andy Walker from Keep Britain Tidy. Uh, I speak now to uh, Jessica from St Albans. She's a wife, mother and part-time litter picker. Jessica, what on earth is going on? Yeah, it's not good, is it? And I agree with everything that Andy's just said. And I think that given we were out list picking yesterday... 
and I had, uh, I had a chat with some people that passed by and said, you know, thanks for doing a good job. And I said to them, do you see this? Do you see the litter? And he says, people, you know, think about it and say, you know, actually I become desensitised to it. So we were in a litter hotspot in St Albans. Just don't see it. And we had a chat about it. And, and you know, I said, oh, you were thinking about organising a clean-up St Albans litter day. Would you be involved? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'd give my time for that. Um, and he said, but... You know, sometimes people don't have time to get involved in these things. And I said, well, you know, the, the one thing that you can do that would be really powerful is when you're out and about and you see something that doesn't look too dirty, you know, perhaps a crisp packet, a cigarette packet, if you just bend down, pick that up and put it in a bin, you send an enormous signal to all the people around you that are watching you, oh, okay, I didn't drop it, but I can take some responsibility for clearing it up. And I think it's absolutely right. So the lady in Bedfordshire was fined. We do have the statute. I, I'm not into draconian measures. I'd much rather, like Andy said, much rather people took their litter home with them. But if we're going to start to make some headway on this problem, perhaps fining is a useful way to do that. And hopefully this acts as a deterrent. One of the people that uh, our reporter Justin spoke to said, people like you, you're do-gooders, Jessica. You're a do-gooder. He did say that. And, you know, I had to smile because I thought if only there were more do-gooders. You know, and, 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 and I don't evangelise when I'm doing it. Get on with it quietly and people will sometimes stop and say, thanks very much, this is really great that you're doing this. And I'll say, you know what, thank you for stopping. And if you want to get involved, then, you know, please... Please do so. But I wouldn't say that we're a do-gooder. I'd say we're just concerned about our country and wanting to make it as nice a place as possible. And as Andy said, hugely important that we, we, we can direct this resource into something else. A billion pounds. A billion pounds. Imagine what that could do. Jessica, I really appreciate your time and the effort. She makes a good point. I like the way she turned that around. We could do with more do-gooders. Yeah, that kind of works for me. Kelly's pulling a face as if to say, uh, that's not hip. Is it not hip? No, I wasn't pulling a face. Oh, you pulled a face? Oh, that... Were you, uh, what were you doing then that warranted that um, okay. raised nose and squeeze pinched lips? I didn't know that I did that. You went... Oh, that. Yeah. That's just a rest face. Oh, gosh, really? Is that you yeah. switched off? Yeah. Wowzers. That's my default. How's things look. going in there, good? Yeah. How's things going in there? Not bad. Great. Catherine? Yeah. Good. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call on that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues in patches between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound heavy going between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. In Roxton, the A1 southbound queuing at the Black Cat roundabout and on the speed sensors, the A5 southbound slow going through Mark Yate. On public transport, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays between Wembley Park and Uxbridge after a signal failure, but there's a good service on the rest of the line. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a school in Bedford is protesting against plans to open a drug rehab centre next door. The plan is to knock down the former Clarence Hotel on St John Street and open a rehab unit next to Bedford Free School. 
A new report says that some of Jimmy Savile's victims weren't believed when they first reported their attacks. The report by the NSPCC and the police also concludes that many children didn't understand what had happened. And Bedford Borough Council is getting tougher on smokers who don't get rid of their cigarette ends properly. One woman's been fined nearly £400 for dropping a fag end in the town centre. The weather will be mainly dry with the odd spot of rain. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with football and Daniel Sturridge and Jordan Henderson both scored twice as Liverpool beat Swansea City 4-3 at Anfield. Result means they're four points off leaders Chelsea. Despite conceding three times, Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers is focusing on their attacking ability. There's always areas to improve on. I think today we weren't as good defensively as what we can be. You know, I think at home we've only conceded nine goals all season, which is a great record to have. Um, but today we, yeah, we weren't so good. Um, but What's important is when you have those days that aren't so good defending, if you've got the other part of your game, which was outstanding, you know, our penetration and our ability in the final third of the field is, is there and it's another four goals and it wins us the game. The Stevenage manager Graham Wesley is still confident they can fight their way from the bottom of League One. Despite a loss at home to Peterborough on Saturday, leaving the Borough nine points from safety, Wesley believes it can be turned around. If we win you know, two games in the next week, it doesn't look quite as horrible. So um, we've got to keep our focus on the things that we can control. The league table is as it is. It probably wouldn't be like it is if we'd have played you know, the games in hand, but we are where we are because we haven't played the game. So um, you've just got to be strong enough mentally to be able to look at your own situation, take control of your own situation, affect the things you can affect. Great Britain missed out on a medal in the four-man bobsleigh as host nation Russia won their 13th gold medal on the final day of the Winter Olympics. GBR won, driven by John Jackson, with just 0.11 seconds off bronze. It's always good, especially when I've seen the time, because I've seen what the guys did in front of me, and I've seen the time that we did, you know, I knew it was quick, and there's, there's always potential to pull up on guys, especially like yesterday in front of Steve Olcombe, who's just won the bronze medal. We were two tenths quicker than him yesterday on the second run, and I just thought maybe, maybe it might be enough. Obviously, we made some time back on him but just not quite enough and finally there's been a big shake up in the betting for one of the top prizes at the Cheltenham Festival next month star sprinter Sack has been dramatically pulled out of his defence of the Queen Mother champion chase BBC Three Counties News and Sport more at 8 o'clock Call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio Morning Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio I did promise we'd have a little update and a reminder of what we're talking about this morning. There's lots. There's lots this morning, isn't there, Catherine? Yeah, loads. So, the thing we just talked about there, uh, dropping litter, should, should you be fined for dropping cigarette butts? Yes. And do they count? And do they count? Yeah, yes, you should. And yes, they do, is the answer to that. OK. All right, fourth. Well, no, I'm just... To, just to, to, I'm, I'm setting up my stall. Right. I'm setting up the stall so the punters, the listeners, uh, can uh, see, hear what's available for them to buy, discuss, and then they can make a purchase. Call, I'm not finished. Who yawned? Sorry. They can, please, they can then uh, decide to make a purchase, a phone call, and take their goods home with them. Talk to me about the subjects. But so, you told, told them what the answer was? Well, I've, I've, yes, I have. What do they go away with? Um, they, An empty sense of doom. No, no, they go away with the satisfaction of having contributed towards art. No, not art. To um, to achieve something by swaying someone's opinion. No, hang on, not that. They'll have filled up some airtime on a local BBC radio station. We will have had fun. Uh, well, 
Mm. Kelly? Mm. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Cigarettes. Cigarette. No, it's not just cigarettes, though, is it? Cigarette butts. Dropped on the floor. Should you be fined? Yes. 08459. Four double five, five double five. Well done for getting the right phone number and the right radio station, Kelly. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, what? Uh, who did you have on your wall as a teenager? Mine was Bruce Lee, a sweaty Chinese man. I oh, wait four five nine, four double five. Mine was five Martin double five. Uh, a sweaty Norwegian. Just we've got we do the phone number at the end, Kelly. We've got we've done it at the start. We'll do it at the end. People need to, time no. to get a pen and write it down. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll do it at the end. Okay. Uh, what else are you talking about? Um, se- uh, children in makeup. Sexy Is it kids. ever right? No. Sexy kids here. After this uh, lady wants, the American lady wants to get more beauty pageants over here and wants our kids to four, five, six year olds to look sexy. She's trying to shame us that we don't put fake tan on them enough. And the top three children's films of all time are in reverse order three, Mary Poppins. E.T. No. E.T.'s not in there. Why? Three Mary Poppins. Is this your list? No, this is the official list. Yeah, he's in According his to list. you. Three Mary Poppins. Number two, the Lego movie. Who? It's awesome! Yeah. Everything is awesome! And at number one, it's Toy Story 3. You, people can't argue with those stats. Um, I can. Have you yeah. seen any of those films? Uh, no, so wait, you can't. Wait, them again? Mary Poppins, you've yes, seen. Yes, yes, that's a good film. Thank that's you. That's good, yeah. So it's number three. Yeah. Lego, the Lego movie. Nope. Well, you've not seen it. No. So you can't say... Yeah. And Toy Story 3? No. You've not seen it? No. So you can't say? I can't. Well, no, you can't. I can. You actually can't. I'll tell you what's the rubbishest children's film ever. Yes, yes. The never-ending story. Story. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just fading Catherine's mic down because an hour and ten minutes ago she let out a torrent of foul-mouthed abuse. She thought she was being clever. She thought she was being Oscar Wilde. She was being Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> Disgusting. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. What do you Good morning, reckon? girls. No, don't, don't encourage them, Lynn. <coughs> Sorry, but I think they're lovely. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not, Lynn. You, you couldn't do your show without them. Yes, I could. I could do it better. I could do it, I could <laughs> no, do it better couldn't. without them. You forget they replaced you over Christmas. Yeah, with, with what? With fantastic stuff. Right, I tell you what we're going to do, right, is one day, at some point in the future, is I'm going to come in, sans the girls, as you like to call them, it'll just be me, I will come in on my own, I will do the show on my own, without, en- without Can any... Can please be tomorrow? No, not tomorrow. Oh. Without any help from any of the team. Can uh, we do it the day after? No. I'm not sure. We're not, we're not doing it this week. Oh. But I will come in one day, Lynn, I will do the show entirely on my own, it will be the best show you've ever heard in your life. I think it's highly unlikely. <sighs> anyway, I was ringing up about... <sighs> very likely. Um, I was ringing up about this pageant thing. Oh, yes. I believe they're already... They already happen in this country. And without being rude to our northern friends, a lot of them are up north, yeah. so... Well, so I think it already has. Yeah, they like disgusting. the kind of trashy, um, yeah, exactly. sleazy side. A... But are they as... Uh, uh, Catherine is a northerner, aren't you? Yes. So we go. Uh, are, the, uh, are they as... I hate to use the word, but it's the word that this woman's using. Are, they, are the children as sexily presented? And it feels odd even saying that sentence. I think it's disgusting, so... Oh, because this, this woman it's... wants the kids. She wants the kids. Parents in America aren't afraid to make their kids look sexy. Well, then maybe that's why there's more child abuse well, and murder in America. We can't, well, we can't necessarily lay the blame at this woman, no. but yes, it, it is inappropriate. Her four-year-old daughter here is posed in a sexy cat suit. Well, I've seen pictures in my magazines of these pageants. They are. They're like little mini Dolly Partons, aren't they? they, they that's it, exactly. They're not, they're not even classy women they're dressing up at. No. They're dressing up as, as, you're right, as trailer trash. 
And the other thing I can't stand, yes. and I hope I'm not offending anyone. Oh, go on, offend someone. Because I think this is real traitor trashy. Go on, offend someone, go on. I hate seeing babies with their ears pierced. Oh, it is this... Well... Yes, Lynn. Well done, Lynn. At last, at but, last. But, yes. But yeah, go on. I know what you're going to say. It can be a cultural thing. Yeah, it's wrong. When I took my little girls to Spain, yep. their godmother is Spanish. Right. And she said, by the way, why haven't you had their ears pierced? They have them done when their baby's out there. I, I hate seeing babies. It's disgusting. Really it's disgusting. You're very quiet on your microphone, Catherine. I've got all your levels up. Hello. Well, now you're, you're closer to your microphone, <laughs> but speaking softer. Is this microphone faulty? Oh, don't. You, you have a little... I, I, wouldn't feel sorry it, for your I wouldn't put it past you to muck about with your microphone. I'm not touch their <laughs> microphone. She mucks about with mine, but that's a different story. Uh, I believe, I believe, have, now I'm going to say something and I may have got this wrong. Any Sikhs listening, I believe that, that, that Sikhs often, um, and if I've got this completely wrong, 08459 455 555, I believe that Sikhs often pierce their children's yeah, ears. I think sometimes some of the Indian yeah, community do, because they're they very into their jewellery anyway, aren't and, they? Uh, so. The Spanish do, and I think it is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting! It well, is this little babies and li- little three-year-old girls with their ears pierced. It is disgusting. I think it's. I th- we're going to get in- the baby thing is awful. We're going to get into a right hornet's nest here, Lynn. I'm going to offend a load of people. I don't care. I think get little girl. I'm going to say it. Little girls getting their ear pierced uh, when they are little girls, when they're babies or uh, two or three-year-olds is disgusting. Just as I think circumcising little baby boys oh, when they're little appalling. babies. I, I think it's terrible. My boy, one of my boys had. To to have it done for a medical reason. He had a terrible bladder uh, infection. He had to have his bladders and his kidneys kind of disconnected and reconnected. And the doctors said, uh, we recommend circumcising him just to make sure it, it will lessen the chance of infection. Exactly. Didn't want to do for, it, but we did it. for a positive I reason, think, isn't it? But... I think circumcising little baby boys, and I know I'm offending huge m- 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 portions of the community, I think it's an awful thing to do. I think I'm it's a terrible they, thing to do. I'm afraid they do it to little girls in some countries as well. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, I appreciate your, your, your call. No doubt. If, listen, if you want to have your say on that, 08459 you're She's absolutely right. There are beauty pageants in this country. If you've been to one, can you give me a call and let me know? Are, are they as... It's the only word I can use. It's because this woman, Jessica Darden, in the newspaper is using it. Are they as, in inverted commas, sexy is the American ones. Are the children in there meant to look as sexy? And boy, it feels weird even saying that sentence. 08459 455 555. Uh, and, and little girls, baby girls, three-year-old girls with their ears pierced. It's disgusting. I think it's a form of abuse. Just as I think... and I, I, Little baby boys getting circumcised. Unless it's for a medical reason, what on earth are you thinking? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. How to offend listeners in one fell swoop? Alice is in Stevenage. Good morning, Alice. Morning. You want to talk about cigarette butts? Yes, I was just thinking. Forty years ago, nineteen seventy one, I was in Hong Kong visiting relatives. Yes. And one night we're going out to a nightclub. I got out of the car, threw my cigarette end on the floor. I've never seen my brother move so quickly because it was a hefty fine. Oh. And that's forty years ago. Now, walking around Stevenage Town Centre yesterday, I was having to dodge the cigarette ends. I mean, we are getting a filthy country, aren't we? We, we are, and it's, yeah. to me, it was, oh, it's only cigarette butts. It's only... Fa- yeah, but, 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 it, it, it's kind of the, 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 the... We have to start somewhere, don't we? It's not only cigarette butts, unfortunately. It's <sighs> discarded food packets. It's, it's just getting out of hand, I think. 
Well, it is to me, because it was always a nice country. I'm just getting old, I think. Well, no, I, well I, listen, Alice, I'm getting old as well. The litter, the litter thing is one thing that really annoys me because yeah. it's something that you can easily avoid. There's bins everywhere. There are bins places. everywhere. And, well, I saw someone chopping, chucking some rubbish out of their car the yeah. other day on the motorway. Oh, yeah. My car's full of rubbish. Yeah. Because I keep forgetting to take it out. But you just put it yeah. on the floor, put it on the back seat. My, ch- my handbag used to be full of rubbish when I took the children out. Oh. All the sweet wrappers went in there. Yep. You know? Alice, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five. It's just it's, it's not a sexy cool thing to talk about, is it, litter? No. Because you do get really close to that microphone, young. But I think for most That's people, it. it gets on their nerves. Yeah. I'm just wondering. You're talking about mum's bag being the uh, litter bin. Where yep. does that stop? Well, I'm thinking what seventeen, eighteen. It's 18? when mum doesn't carry a bag and dad has pockets. Uh. The, the, my wife doesn't carry a bag. She carried a bag at the weekend. She doesn't normally. And so, oh, can you, can you hold my phone and my keys? And all my credit cards and my money. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, just because I've got... Invest in some pockets. I thought, when I was a student, I thought up an excellent idea. There wasn't Dragon's Den back then. Perhaps I should take it to the Dragons. Yeah, go on. Of making a little attachment you can put inside girls' skirts. Pocket attachment. So it doesn't spoil the line of your skirt, but you can keep your keys in there and your card or whatever when you go out. Because you're not wearing a coat. A bum bag. A, a bum bag. But inside your clothes. An internal bum bag. Yeah. Well, you just get a bum bag and put it under your skirt. But that's going to look a bit odd, isn't it? It might look like you're pregnant. Yes. Or, yeah. But you'll get a seat. Or, you're, or, or you'll retaining water. You'll either get a seat or medical attention. What, underneath the waistline? That's going to look really... Ouch. Wowzers. Some people have that, though. Remember a boy at my school had that. Oh eight four five. He had that kind of. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, uh, give us a call. Lots to talk about. I, I, I don't get... This beauty pageant thing. Have you been to one? Have you been to one? Would you enter your little girl? Listen, I got. Uh, listen. When I was a baby, I won the Bonnie Baby competition at Butlins. I won a Bonnie Baby competition at Butlins. Yeah, well, I was Butlins. I was Holiday Princess at Pontins. And stuff like, stuff like that is. I mean, and we've always had. Um, I remember with the Britwell Carnival in Slough, you would have like the the the, the Carnival Queen was always like 12 or 13 or something. But there was no patooties being shaken. You're right. They always kind of wore long dresses. Um, bridesmaid dresses. Bridesmaid dresses, little tiara. And they were sweetly pretty. They weren't sort of vamping it up. What age do you think you're... And it's, I know it's impossible now because they're only five and two. What age do you, do you think in your head you would let your girls... Have they got their ears pierced? No. What age do you think you'd let them get their ears pierced and go out wearing makeup? Right, their decision on ears piercing, but not before they're 12, I Right, say. okay. That yeah. was the rule when I was a kid. Yeah. And makeup, I don't think they need makeup until they're sort of 17-ish. They're beautiful. Oh, Especially oh. at the moment, right, listen, at the 17, moment... 17, you know that's unrealistic. I know it is, but at the moment, they seem to be wearing everything. They've got three sets of false eyelashes on, they've got their eyebrows drawn on with what looks like a sharpie. Your girls? No, girls <laughs> in general. Whatever happened to, this is the best you're going to be, embrace your natural beauty. Yeah. Then start sticking it on when it starts falling off yeah okay oh eight four five nine four i think it's optimistic to say they're not going to go out with, until they're 17 with makeup on that's naive at best isn't it that's naive isn't it but i'll teach them how to do it subtly maybe okay. <laughs> you will yeah oh my, all right what? coco the clown <gasps> oh eight four five nine four double five five double five what age would you did you let your daughters your granddaughters go out with makeup on Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M40 northbound slow from the Denham roundabout to the M25 now. Then the M25 itself anti-clockwise has queues in patches between junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound heavy going between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. And in Clophill there are queues on the A6 up towards the roundabout. On the speed sensors, the A41 heading to the M25 has queues from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off. And on public transport, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays between Wembley Park and Uxbridge after a signal failure. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. It's coming up to 7.47. It's Monday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedford are unhappy about plans to open a new drug rehab centre next door to a school. Dave Lee Travis will find out today if he faces a retrial for two charges of indecent and sexual assault. And a woman has been ordered to pay nearly £400 after dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. 08459 555. Taking your phone calls in a bit, but first of all, let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a bright start to the day. There is a little bit of high cloud around, particularly the further east you are, but it is moving eastwards. And as it does, we will start to see the sunshine. Most of us are already seeing it already, and it is a lovely start to the day. Sunny spells this morning, dry, and then we have this weak frontal system heading our way this afternoon. But by the time it reaches us, it will have fragmented and become light and patchy, so we may get a spot or two of rain. But dry spells in between and a maximum temperature, a mild 11, maybe 12 Celsius. Now, over night we've got some showers, some quite heavy ones at first, but they will clear out of the way, then some persistent rain moving in through the early hours, but that also accompanied by a strong wind will blow through by dawn tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius. For Tuesday we will still have a little bit of rain around first thing, but sunny spells behind it, mostly dry, hanging on to the breeze that develops over the night though through tomorrow, so any showers developing tomorrow afternoon will be fairly blustery. The maximum temperature 11 Celsius, that's 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. That's your forecast. Thank you very much. Who wouldn't want a cold Tuesday, February night in Oldham, Exeter, Luton or Stevenage? If you don't fancy it, why not stay in the warm and listen to your local team here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On the edge of the area, driven in again and turned in this time. And it's... He's got a goal with the ball, the ball! Live commentary as MK Dons travel to Oldham, Wickham go to Exeter, Luton host Wrexham and Stevenage entertain crew. And four... He's got a goal with the ball, the ball in the net! Listen to Three Counties Sports tomorrow night from 7 for all the details on how to listen to your team. He's got the double the net! 08459 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah. Now, a new fund, dear listener, has been set up to help those who've been flooded in Buckinghamshire. Well, I say set up. The Community Foundation needs contributions from the rest of us to make it work. The Foundation's director is Richard Dixon. Morning, Richard. Uh, Good morning, Ian. Now, this isn't a pot of government money, is it? You need actual proper donations from real people. Oh, we do indeed, yes. Uh, people, businesses, schools, uh, churches, trusts, all sorts of organisations and individuals. How much are you hoping to raise? 
Well, our colleagues in Somerset, uh, who I appreciate uh, the flooding has been a lot uh, more severe there, uh, have raised uh, nearly half a million pounds. Uh, we know Buckinghamshire people are very generous. Uh, it would be wonderful even if we could get to £25,000 because there are some parts of the county uh, which are, re- are really struggling. So give us some of the stories that you've heard, Richard. How, how bad has it been for some people? Uh, well, we've had people who've been uh, flooded out of their houses, had to move uh, into hotel accommodation. And we've also had uh, a lot of um, uh, community groups whose facilities, uh, whether it's village halls or cricket clubs or activity centres, uh, have been underwater now for three or four weeks. How is it going to work, Richard? How are you going to decide, right, uh, Mr and Mrs Jones at number 38 are going to get this much, and then the, uh, how are you going to divide the money? Well, uh, our first priority is obviously to get some money in, and we've already ha- had some uh, generous donations uh, from people. Um, we- we're asking people to complete uh, a short application form, uh, and then for individuals, uh, we're asking them to get that countersigned by somebody in their community uh, to to verify the details about uh, the flooding that they've suffered and uh, our particular focus is on vulnerable individuals mm. so uh, people aged over 75 uh, people with uh, young children whose financial situation uh, is not uh, the greatest uh, or uh, they haven't got the resources otherwise to, to get through their situation how much have you got so far uh, we've got uh, nearly £5,000 so far. Right. Uh, because there, there will be some people listening who think, hang on a second, Buckinghamshire, it's, it, 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 it's, it's quite a well-to-do county. And also, this is taking some of the responsibility off of the insurance companies and the government. But what would you say to those people, Richard? Well, I would certainly agree that statistically, Buckinghamshire is one of the wealthiest uh, counties in the country. Uh, the downside to that is that that wealth very often uh, camouflages uh, the pockets of quite severe poverty and deprivation that do exist in certain parts. And our focus is very much uh, on helping people in those areas and community groups in those areas uh, that have suffered. Uh, there are some people uh, and some groups uh, who we've heard uh, reports who haven't got insurance. Uh, and what the Community Foundation, you're right, is not in the business uh, of doing uh, is of uh, standing in where uh, an insurer uh, or perhaps a, a government fund uh, should come in. Uh, for individuals, the amount of funding that uh, we're making available uh, is not a, a, a going to be a huge amount because we want to try to spread it as far as we can. Uh, so I don't doubt there'll be some people who will claim off insurance, but if uh, in the meantime, we can provide £100 or something mm. uh, to get them through a particular emergency situation. That's what we'll do. Uh, finally, uh, Richard, if people want to find out about donating or uh, applying for help, how do they get in touch? Uh, well, in both situations, donating and applying, if they go to our website, if I can give you the address... Please do, yes. It's, it's www.bucks.cf for communityfoundation.org.uk. Richard, thank you very much. It's a noble thing you're doing. I wish you the best of luck with that. That's uh, Richard Dixon. If you want to take part, then uh, do go and have a look at the website. Now, we've talked about beauty pageants for uh, young girls, making four, five, six-year-olds look, in uh, the words of this American lady who wants to uh, increase the number of pageants here, make them look sexy. It feels so wrong even saying that. We then got on to talking about boys being circumcised at a young age. 
and also piercing ears uh, on little girls. I think it's wrong. I think it's awful. On babies, two, three-year-olds. I mentioned that um, I, I thought, and I was prepared to... Um, be corrected on this, that, uh, that, that Sikhs do this. But uh, I'm not sure if that's right. Darminda's in Hitchin. Darminda, you, you are a Sikh, is that right? Yes, that, that is correct, Ian. Yeah, I, 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 am I right that, uh, that Sikhs often uh, pierce the ears of their young girls, or no, have I got that completely uh, wrong? You've got that, you've got that wrong, Ian. Well, well it, done for it, phoning it, up and correcting me. Go no, on. That's, I needed to do that, obviously, to make sure that we, we get the right end of the stick. It's definitely not a, a, a practice that's um, sort of carried out by the Sikh community. It, it has no sort of religious connotations. It's, it's not something we do. You know, some people may do that, but it's definitely not a Sikh thing. Thank you very much for clearing that up. I, I, I hate to spread untruths, particularly about certain uh, aspects of the community. What do you think, though, Darminda, when you see it on young girls with their ears pierced? What do, what do you think about it? You know, I, I don't think it's right. It, just, it, doesn't, it does not look good. You know, the child should sort of make its own choice when it's old enough to uh, decide. You know, it, it should, should make that decision itself rather than have it sort of inflicted upon them. Darminda, I really appreciate your call and I appreciate your correction. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. You get it, seriously. You pierce uh, the, the, the ears of a baby. There's something wrong with you. It is a form of abuse, isn't it? And I say again, boys getting circumcised, young babies, babies being circumcised when it's not for a medical reason. I'm really sorry, but... I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. You know, in America, it's standard practice. I know. They're, 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 I remember that there being a joke about it on uh, Sex in the City, that one of them, probably the tarty one, that narrows it down to three, was, um, uh, was going out with someone who wasn't circumcised and uh, thought that was odd. But I, my, my youngest had it done for a medical reason, and I remember thinking, oh, the poor boy. I mean, he had it done under a general anaesthetic because he was having other stuff done as well, but that's not always, mm-hmm. it's not always the way. I think it's wrong. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Audrey's in Bedford. Audrey, you want to talk about the uh, the drug rehab centre that looks like it's going to get the go ahead today? Yes. What do you think? It's a good idea. No, not in that position. Ah. We've already had a small rehab centre near the church in St John's, and the uh, people there used to just ha- hang about, just on the pavements, just standing in small groups. They, they weren't a threat or anything, but they just were a nuisance. But the proposed one, the residents are going to be supervised in and out, checked in and out. Yes. And once they're out, they can do as they like. And they are residents, so they'll be there in the evenings, mornings as well. And it's so great, isn't it? Isn't it great, though, Audrey, that they're getting help to yes, turn yes, their lives yes, around? Yes, but there are not only the school students there, college students uh, congregate in small groups outside the post office because they only have three in, in the shop at the same time and also outside farm foods after lectures between lectures and so on so there's not only the school ch- children might be in contact with the, the residents there's some um, all the college students as well the staff we're very worried about it because there was very little publicity. It seemed as though it was all done in a hurry. The developer has got the promise of two blocks of flats for affordable housing and so on. He's had his application in for several years. Mm. This is a new one. The council saved money by only sending 22 letters. And when you think of all the people living in the Heights and there are three retirement homes very near, we're absolutely opposite them. 
But and why would that be a problem for the people in the retirement homes? Well, where are the residents going in their spare time? Well, but where is it? Where is anybody going in their well, spare time? Well, they, they are, these people won't have jobs. Okay. They're, they're they're, also, in the plans, they've, they've got 22 cycle stalls. What's well, so they bicycles? Wonderful. Have you ever seen anybody cycling down St John's? If you do, they're on the pavement, believe me. But, but Audrey, these people... It's the, wrong, these, it's the wrong place Audrey, for them. Audrey, these people are sick. I know. They but need help. There are other places to put them, please. So, so just anywhere but not, not, not near you? No, I didn't say that. I said not near college and not near the schools. Which, by coincidence, is near you. Well, I can't help that. I was there before the school. Audrey, I appreciate your call this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, well, that's not fair. What's not fair? Saying not near me. Well, but it is, but, but it's, but it is near you, isn't it? That's what's being proposed. And you don't want it near you. Well, if the, the staff are going to uh, patrol twice a day... Yeah. ...outside... Yes. Why? Audrey, uh, listen, I could talk all morning. I'm sorry you thought that was unfair, but I've, I've got to get the travel in. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays in Roxton with queues on the A1, almost back from Little Paxton up to the Black Cat roundabout. And also between Amersham and Chalfont St Giles, London Road looking very slow heading towards Chalfont St Peter. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Sorry, Audrey, I had to get to the travel. I was a little bit late. Thanks for making your point. I wasn't picking on you. I was just just kind of highlighting some things. So please don't think I was picking on you. Right, let's find out what's happening in the world with Lee Agnew. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. The headlines plans to put a rehab centre next to a school in Bedford. A report says Jimmy Savile victims weren't believed and a woman fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette. BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedford is protesting against plans to open a drug rehab centre next door. Proposals to open the centre next to Bedford Free School are expected to be approved this evening. Barry Caffrey reports. The site lies behind the school opposite sheltered housing and next to a children's play area and a new block of flats. The plan is to knock down the former Clarence Hotel on St John Street and build a rehab unit for people who have suffered problems with addiction. Bedford Free School says the development would be completely inappropriate. A new report has revealed that some of Jimmy Savile's victims weren't believed when they first reported their attacks. It also concludes that many children didn't understand what had happened and often blamed themselves. John Cameron from the NSPCC says attitudes to abuse claims have changed enormously. It's been quite scandalous, actually, that historically uh, these victims have found themselves in this situation. But I think what we've had is a significant movement by the police where they've been far more receptive and understanding to victims of non-recent abuse. The Crown Prosecution Service will announce today if Dave Lee Travis will face a retrial for one charge of indecent assault and one charge of sexual assault. A jury failed to reach a verdict on the allegations earlier this month. The former DJ from Buckinghamshire was found not guilty of 12 other charges of indecent assault. 
A woman from Bedford has been fined nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette. The figure escalated when she refused to pay a smaller amount. Andy Walker from Keep Britain Tidy says it's a massive problem across the country. Currently, local authorities across England spend £1 billion a year cleaning up the streets. We don't have the exact figure for um, cigarette-related litter, but 98% of our streets have cigarette-related litter on them. A new fund has been set up to help people affected by flooding in Buckinghamshire. The Community Foundation says it's already received £5,000 in public donations. Director Richard Dixon says it's not about helping people who are already well off. Our particular focus is on vulnerable individuals. Mm. So uh, people aged over 75, uh, people with uh, young children whose financial situation is not the greatest or uh, they haven't got the resources otherwise. To, to get through their situation. In sport, England have been drawn in Group E for Euro 2016. They'll play against San Marino, Lithuania, Estonia, Slovenia and Switzerland in the qualifiers. The weather will be mainly dry with the odd spot of rain today. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I could have been. I chose instead to go this way in my career. Morning, this is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio, the last hour of the show. And man, what a lot we've got to talk about. Drug rehab centres. Do you think it is a good idea? Would you want one near you? Woman's been fined 75 quid for dropping a cigarette butt. The fine went up to £400. She didn't pay it for whatever reason. I think that's quite good. I think they should be fined more for dropping litter. A couple of other things we've got. Pin-ups you had on your wall as a kid, or as a teenager, and beauty pageants, and children with their ears pierced, and boys being circumcised, all these kind of things. Basically, it's all wrong. Everything's wrong. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or give me a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC oh, 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 oh. Three Counties Radio. Can I just do, can I do some texts? Please. We've got a text, a texty mishmash here. We've got some nice texts. Uh, Ian, I'm 24 and I only wear bronzing powder. Occasionally mascara, five times a month, if that. Whereas my sister is 16, she wears the full shebang. Mm-hmm. Jade from Beds. Uh, strange how those smokers all over the shop. Here. Strange how those smokers seems to have the attitude that do the crime and cope with it when they get caught. What? And how many times have you seen smokers throw the cigarette butt on the floor still alight? And where does the fine money go? Smokers pollute their bodies, so I guess they don't care about polluting the environment. Um, I had two posters of Gary Newman, one of Blondie. Still got the Newman poster. It's in the studio nowadays, says Kevin Keith. Sorry, in Letchworth. Phil, now this is where it starts to get a bit creepy. On the subject of posters, as a lad, I had a poster of Toya Wilcox. It's a mystery, oh, it's a mystery. Now a bit older, where can I get a Catherine Boyle poster and one of Justin Daly for the missus, Phil? 
dear. This is now... Anne, Anne, Anne makes a really good point here. Anne in Hitchin has texted Hi in. Anne. Thank you, Anne. Hi, Morning, Anne. Anne. Morning, Anne. Ian, seriously, please go back to doing the show on your own. It is the Ian Lee show after all. Those two women are appalling and drag you down to their dreadful level. That's really harsh to say that about Alice on travel. She's doing uh, no. a wonderful job. Kelly. What, Kate can sell her on weather? No. That's not fair. Kelly. Yes? It's... Catherine Boyle, mm. and it's Kelly Betts she's referring oh. to. And we're dragging you down. To your level. Wow. You said litter, but you said a swear oh, word. That was an accident. You made up a you swear word. You say stuff on purpose all the time. I don't say litter, I don't say what you said at 6.25 this morning, guys, if you want to go to the iPlayer later on and listen. I don't say stuff like that. Thank you very much, Anne, and I agree. But we have to tick boxes here. One of the boxes we have to tick is Catherine Boyle's. We both went for the same gag. Well done. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, plans for a drug rehabilitation centre in Bedford are set to be approved today, despite objections from people and working living nearby. Well, we had a call earlier on, and that uh, certainly uh, got people upset. It's going to be near a playground and a school in Bedford. Perhaps not the ideal location, but the plans are being discussed. The head teacher of Bedford Free School is vehemently against the idea, as are residents and parents. Alex Capone, who works nearby, says it needs to be somewhere more appropriate. They've only just given planning permission for a school and all the statistics tell us that, you know, people with those sorts of problems tend to be more involved in crime, tend to be more involved in in theft um, and I say, while I sympathise with the cause, this is just not the right area, it's just convenient for the builder you know, and uh, this part of town, we're trying to lift it at the moment, is that a positive or a negative? It's got to be seen as a negative As I say, I know that can be seen as being harsh comment but we're in favour of a, a centre just not right next to a school and not next to um, an area already in difficulty joining me now is mark clark a recovering drug addict who runs a project in luton to raise awareness and help other addicts morning mark good morning Ian. it's perceived a, a drug rehabilitation center is perceived as a negative what are your thoughts on that um i, I can understand what the residents are saying and their concerns but i don't see it as a negative tell me why not because at the end of the day, the drug and alcohol problem, dependency problem, is everywhere. It's everybody's problem, you see. And I'm sure within the area of where it is actually going to be built, they have that problem. So people need a place where they can actually go and take themselves out of their community and have somewhere to recover. I, I know that it's very hard to get a rehab built somewhere, a rehabilitation centre built somewhere, so you can only go with what you can get. Uh, the voice we heard uh, a few minutes ago was saying that often these people, in inverted commas, are involved with crime uh, and that some of the residents are afraid of that, the local residents. What would you say? Well, I would say that, I can, again, I can understand their concerns, but at the end of the day, most people who were going into treatment in the first place are taking a big step to come away from that life, so why would they want to move into an area and start doing it all over again. Some, some of them will, some will be there voluntarily, of course. Some of them will yeah. be there to get off um, uh, prison sentences, won't they? Or to get, 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 be, be viewed leniently in the courts. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know what the, the, the rehabilitation centre's referral setup is based around, so I can't really comment on that. What happens in these, these rehabilitation centres, Mark? How do they work? Well, what it is, primarily you will go through, if this, it depends on how the centre's been structured. So this centre could possibly have a detox unit to it, 
where clients who attend, who attend the centre will go in for an initial detox and then they will actually go through um, a treatment programme of a sort, whether it be 12-step, whether it be face-based, whether it be any other kind of programme where they will actually learn about their dependencies and they will actually have the time to actually address their issues. Also, it gives them what we call clean time as well to actually not be underneath the triggers of what they would be in a normal community. Most, detox, most, most treatment programs have, um, they would have like a work program, they would have a program to support the actual place itself. So there's always a lot going on to keep the residents occupied. You know, from what I've heard already about this particular place, it seems like they understand the concerns and they're going to try and do the best they can to limit those things happening. No place is going to be per no place is going to be perfect because at the end of the day, you're going to have people who are going to want to leave. Not everyone's going to stick out rehab, but. Again, I understand the concerns, but I don't see what the big worry is. And, well, I, I guess one of the worries, Mike, we, we, we do know, don't we, that, um, uh, that, that significant numbers of, uh, of crimes, mugging and uh, house burglary and things like that, uh, the significant number of those people that do that are, are feeding their drug habits. And, and while yes. addiction is a disease, and, uh, you know, I have nothing but yeah. empathy and sympathy for those people, it, yeah. it can impact on other people, on innocent people's lives. Of course. And of that course. would be a concern, wouldn't it, for residents? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Like I said... No rehabilitation centre where you have it is going to be perfect. But I think isn't this about giving people the opportunity to try and find their freedom? Yes, but at the end of the day, I'm sure they've got drug users in their area anyway. So there's got to be some sort of crime being committed. Well, that's I guess yeah, I guess that's the thing. You you don't know the the, the thing about drug addiction. It's not like tw- just 27 year old rough looking blokes. It can be the guy. It can be your bank manager. It can exactly. be a copper. It can be exactly. the, the the dosser living in a shop doorway. It it, it has no respect for for class or, or social background, not. does it? Absolutely none at all. And I think this is not what the residents are actually looking at because I believe what I'm hearing, I'm hearing a stigma. I'm hearing a stigma in in what people are saying and I'm also hearing a misunderstanding about dependency. It goes exactly with what you're saying because they're looking at the person on the street, the person hanging around, the person with no job. When This this, this rehabilitation centre can have people from all walks of life come in there. The one thing that does, uh, I, I'm trying to, you know, take a converse view to Mark, and I'm struggling yeah. a little bit, because I, I, I do think yeah. these centres are great. The one thing that does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable is the, 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 its proximity to a school. Right. Yeah, again, and I keep saying this, I understand the concern, but me as an ex-drug user, um, fully recovered, at the end of the day, um, I can't see it being a problem because if there was this problem and they have drug users in the area already, this problem would already have been presenting itself. Mark, how long have you been clean? 12 years. And how did you get clean? I actually did my treatment in a rehabilitation centre in South Wales. Right. So, so where, somewhere where, like this saved your life? Yes, exactly. And the thing about it was, this treatment centre that I went to um, it's been open now for more than 25 years. It's a very successful treatment centre. They had the very same issues when they first opened. Because it's in a small rural, rural village, um, they had the same issues. But what the community actually found out, that through the work that they actually did within the centre, they became an asset to the community because they put on functions for the community. They did lots of local work in the area for the community. They had volunteers who came out and did work in the community as part of their recovery program. So this actual place now 
where they were barricading the roads when they first started. Were they really? Support. Yeah. Wow. They actually, they actually now support the work that they do in the community because they've seen people change their lives and they also became an asset to the community. And, and these centres, it, it's no exaggeration, they can save lives, they can save yes. families and they can ultimately yes. reduce crime as well. Exactly, exactly. And I don't think that, and I, I totally agree because I don't think people are looking at the bigger picture because all of these people are taxpayers. Okay, and they don't realise the impact that drug and alcohol dependency has upon the taxpayer. It's billions. I think I think um, two years ago it was reported nearly seventeen billion pounds was spent on drug and alcohol recovery. So now, if you have a, a centre that is actually beginning to churn out people who will become upstanding members of society, they're reducing the bill for the taxpayer. Mark, I appreciate your time this morning. Mark Clark, former drug addict, runs a project in Luton, putting forward a very strong defence for this uh, drug rehabilitation centre that looks like it's going to get the thumbs up to be in Bedford. Has that changed your mind? Saves lives, saves families, and it it, it can um, help reduce crime. Has that changed your mind slightly? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's quickly do a text here uh, from uh, Brigitte, Bridget, Bedford. I'm not surprised by these comments, views and opinions of some of your listeners regarding the drug rehab unit in Bedford. These are not mad axe murderers or perpetrators of any number of other heinous crimes. These are people, human beings that have become drug dependent for whatever reason, who are seeking help and support to reduce their dependency. I think they should be uh, commended, not treated like animals, and herded into the corner somewhere so as not to offend anyone. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound slow going between the Toddington services and Junction 10 for Luton. The M25 anti-clockwise still has queues in patches between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. In Barnet, Trotter's Bottom is closed after an accident between St Albans Road and Galley Lane. And in Chesant on the speed sensors, the A10 southbound is queuing towards Waltham Cross. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Excellent stuff as always. 8.16, Monday the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedford are unhappy about plans to open a new drug rehab centre next to a school. A woman has been ordered to pay nearly £400 after dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. And a new community fund has been set up to help vulnerable people affected by flooding in Buckinghamshire. The weather today, mainly dry with the odd spot of rain. If you want to take part, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it. You've nailed it. I am so happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, uh, this year marks the centenary of the First World War. It's a war that's known for its staggering scale with the deaths of one million British soldiers. One million incredible figure. Now, as part of a BBC project called World War One at Home, we've been working with the Imperial War Museums to look at the impact the war had on places in beds, hearts and bucks. Soldiers from different regiments travelled to many towns in the three counties as they prepared to go to the front line. In Bedford, more than 17,000 Scottish soldiers arrived over a 48-hour period, period shortly after war had been declared. But, as Tara Gungafall reports, when they got there, something happened that no one had planned for. In August 1914, there were 17,000 Highlanders who arrived in Bedford. The town's population was doubled, nearly, in the space of 48 hours. As part-time territorial soldiers, they were expected to train for six months in Bedford before they were ready to fight overseas. But soon after arriving, many started to fall ill, with diphtheria, scarlet fever and measles. Richard Galley is the pipe sergeant for the Bedford Pipe Band. Most of them hadn't been exposed to those conditions. They were more associated with childhood. When the winter started setting in, then the diseases started to take hold amongst the soldiers, and that's when they started to realise they had a significant problem. I managed to catch the measles. After spending two days of torture in a tent, I was sent to Clapham Hospital, three miles northeast of Bedford, and was there three weeks. Meanwhile, most of the other companies in the 8th Battalion had caught the measles too, and the battalion was isolated at Howbury, under canvas, with Howbury Hall as headquarters. Hugh MacArthur, an Argyll and Sutherland Highlander, contracted both scarlet fever and measles in 1914, and wrote about his experiences in a diary. He recovered and went on to fight and die on the Western Front, but a number of his fellow soldiers never left Bedford. The numbers of men who actually became ill run into thousands. The number of men who died as a result of the disease is probably reckoned to be about 135. 33 of those men are buried at Foster Hill Road Cemetery, where a service of remembrance for them takes place every year. Let us pray. Let us first remember those young men of the 51st Highland Division who succumbed to the measles epidemic of November-December 1914, who are buried in this garden of remembrance and at other plots around the cemetery. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. There's a really excellent book written by the man who looked after all the admin and logistics for the division, Behind the Lines, Colonel Nicholson, and he basically prepared the way for the division coming down to Bedford. And he says in his book the one thing they didn't really ever consider was this whole Bedford being an academic centre, the likelihood of there being, you know, childhood ailments that were there that might cause problems for the, the adult soldiers who were vulnerable to those conditions. It just wasn't something that came into their thinking, which I think he felt to some extent they perhaps should have thought about that. Um, I guess they had other things on their mind to think about. Well, that's Tara Gungafall there, who's put a lot of work into this, and you'll be hearing more uh, about World War One and uh, the impact on beds, hearts and bucks uh, on most of the shows. I think all of the shows here on BBC Three Counties Radio throughout the week. And you can find out more stories about people and places in our area on the World War One at Home website. Go to bbc.co.uk slash WW1.
World War One, and follow the links, and you can hear another story at the same time tomorrow when Hartford will be under the spotlight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I know you're thinking, whoa, hey, World War One and all that, where's JVS? He'll be up after half past. He's uh, going to pop in at half past and let us know what's happening on his show, which I think in some ways is a good thing, because let's be honest, he quite often dashes down here at uh, 17 minutes past, out of breath, doesn't quite know what he's banging on about. Hopefully this extra, what, what has he got, an extra 11 minutes will be plenty of time for him to get his thoughts in order. Now, we've all heard vague threats, haven't we, of fines for dropping litter and cigarette ends. Well, there was that woman who got done for a what's-it. Can't remember where. Did that actually happen? Yeah, it happened. OK. But it's one of those things that sounds like a good idea, but it's never going to get policed. Well, listen, it is. As I've said before, my mate Dougie got done. Dougie got done, and Dougie was disappointed at getting done. And also, a Bedford woman has been fined for dropping her cigarette butt in Bedford. She thought she wouldn't uh, bother stumping up the £75. Oh, it'll go, it'll go away. Didn't. And now she's been ordered to pay almost £400. I, th- I, I have n- no sympathy for anybody that gets fined dropping litter. I have no sympathy at all. Well, Justin Dealey spoke to a street cleaner in Bedfordshire this morning and he says the problem is out of control. Yeah, they're everywhere, but we try and keep on top of it as best we can, like with the machines that we've got at our disposal. And obviously these do help to a certain degree, mm. but uh, most people will just throw them on the floor. When you mention these things, you're talking about the bins here, which says cigarette ends. Some people do use them. What's your thoughts on those people that think it's absolutely fine just to chuck a cigarette on the floor? Oh, they should be the same as anybody else as far as littering is concerned. They should get fined. If we didn't have to keep worrying about things like cigarette butts, we could concentrate on making the environment nicer. You know, like keeping the weeds under control and generally keeping the place, you know, nice. Have you ever stopped somebody and said, what do you think you're doing throwing that on the floor? No. Do you, can you imagine the response you get from most people at this time of the morning, especially on a Monday morning? Long, miserable faces on them going to work. Yeah. So it's a problem, and your advice to people is this morning, look, just find the nearest bin, yeah, put your not? cigarette in the bin. Yeah, why not? They're there. They're there, they're designed for it, they're paying for it. So council tax money that pays for that cigarette ashtray to be there. Why not use it? You're a busy man. Thanks very much. I want to speak to the Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Well done. That's okay. Well, that I mean, this, this, this woman that was actually um, littered, the one you're talking about, there's eight bins in that square. Yeah. There's eight bins, and she couldn't be bothered to put it in a bin. I've got no sympathy at all, I, and I, I, I'm really trying to see the other side of this. And I, uh, when the, this rule came in, how long has Bedford had this fining for dropping cigarette butts? Uh, we started, we did an education thing starting the end of 2010 to let right. people know we are going to do it, and then we started fining in March 2011. When I came in, we weren't fining people at all. So it's it's been a while, and when yeah. these these rules were first introduced in various other parts of the country a bit earlier, I can't, part of me as an ex-smoker thought, oh that's terrible, oh that's de- so finding someone seventy five eighty quid for dropping a cigarette butt. But as I get older and get more distance from that, I think it's wonderful, fantastic. Yeah, but the taxpayers in Bedford pay over a million pound to pick litter up, over a million pound, you know, and we can actually reduce that cost. And as the gentleman just said there, we can be spending the money on doing other things, and that'd be really great if we could do that. Is this a particular problem. Litter. Do, do you know how many people have been fined for, for dropping cigarette butts? Um, I know how many people have been fined for environmental crime for littering. It's like over, five, over 500 in the last year. Wow. And what happens with the money you get from those fines? 
Well, the, the, the one that was just you talked about, the £395, the £75 comes for us, but that just about covers our cost, well, probably doesn't cover our cost right. for, uh, for the fine. Um, in terms of £395, um, our costs are 175 than that for going to court, and that doesn't cover it. So it actually doesn't cover itself. We're, what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of littering so we can actually spend that million pounds on something else. It actually costs us money to do this. Are there, are there signs up? Dave saying you'll you'll be fined. I'm trying to think. I can't remember seeing it. But... No, I don't think so. But it's people know. It's. I mean, the, the majority of people pay straight away. The vast majority of people pay straight away, and know it's illegal. Um, and I think those that don't turn up to court, you know, sort of, uh, um, they must know it's illegal. They don't bother to defend their case. There's, there is no defence. We've had uh, Justin was out earlier on sp- speaking to uh, some smokers, and we had people saying, "Oh, it's it's do-gooders, it's the nanny state." By dropping this litter on the floor, I'm actually keeping people in work. W- what would you say to them, Dave? We've got plenty of work for people to do. Um, I think it's about having respect for your environment. As I said, there are bins all around. We have got 722 bins scattered around the borough, and there are others the parish councils have. There's no excuse not to put it uh, in your bin. There's no excuse not to take your cigarette butt in your car. Why should you throw it out of the window? You've got an ashtray. You've got a car. You can keep it in. Dave, while we've got you on, as Mayor of Bedford, it will be remiss of me not to ask you this. We're talking about the prospect of a drug rehabilitation centre being built uh, near a school in Bedford. Any thoughts? on this? I mean, I think we, we've obviously got, we want to have drug rehabilitation and it's about uh, what the, um, the outcomes from there and how safe they are. Most rehabilitation centres don't have uh, drug dealing anywhere near them, far from it, uh, and we've got to look at that. I'm not, it's a planning issue, I'm not, I'm not, don't know the detail, but as I say, we, we need to get people off drugs, that's the important thing, but we need to keep children safe as well. David, it, fe- problem. It, it feels odd you coming on and me agreeing with you and us not arguing. <laughs> c- c- we, don't, we don't argue very much here, we no, really don't. We should, can we get you on and have an argument next time? OK, we'll book, book a whole ten-minute we'll, argument. We'll book an argument. Dave, thank you very much indeed. I can't disagree with him on this. I think it's a cracking idea. Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Fine people who drop their cigarette butts. 75, 80 quid. You can't argue with it, can you? You can't argue with it. It's perfect sense. You don't want to see cigarette butts on the floor. I don't want to see any litter. I don't want to see crisp packets and uh, burgers. I don't want to see any of that rubbish. And cigarette butts, oh, they're only tiny. Oh, they're only small. Yeah, they don't break down, though. They don't break down. They're not biodegradable. You know that word, Kelly? Yes. What does it mean? When it stays. Huh? It just stays. Biodegradable? Yeah, it's the quicker way of saying it. What does Uh, biodegradable mean? That it rots down. No, don't help her. It doesn't rot down. I thought what well, that's what it was. So biodegradable. Where, where's your neck gone, Catherine? I'm holding my earmuffs up with it. Earmuffs. <laughs> so biodegradable, Kelly, yeah, right. means this. Wow, just one. Yep. Wowzers. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You're right, Catherine. Yeah, fine. Now. There we go. That's good. Uh, you can't disagree with that, can you? Seriously, you chuck litter on the floor. Eighty quid, please. You pay the money. Because there is no need to do it. There is no need to do it at all, is there? Uh, let me just have a little look at some text here. Ian, can you, Daniel says, uh, Ian, send Justin up to the Hemel Sorting Office. The staff leave their cigarette ends all over the pavement by the customer entrance. I have complained, but no joy. I see what I saw recently. I've not seen it for a couple of months. Fella in a car park. Sat in the car, opens the door, empties his ashtray out on the on the, the car park. 
I've seen, have you seen that, haven't you? I have. It's incredible. Oh, just like big no mound way. of butts. Just no, I floor. like big butts. I cannot lie. But just t- tipped all over the car park just floor. Just on the floor? Yeah. Do you know they're biodegradable? No, they're not. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, <laughs> Louise uh, says, ah, baby's getting their ear pierced. Just to let you know, I'm 45. When my sister and me were babies, our family GP offered to pierce our ears. Fortunately, my mum didn't take up the offer. And Lisa and Hitchin says, my seven-year-old son Huxley wants me to tell you he saw the Lego movie with his dad over half term and really enjoyed it. But he wants you to see Lego, The Adventure of Clutch Powers, which he says is even more awesome. Ah, man, really? The Adventure of Clutch Powers? That does sound kind of awesome. Kelly, you're holding a bit of paper as though you want to say something. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, then what... Because what you were doing was you were leaning towards the microphone, looking at me and holding a piece of paper. (laughs) And now you're crying. I have no idea what's on that piece of paper. Why is she crying? my P45. Aye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound still looking slow between Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. In Barnet, Trotter's Bottom is closed after an accident. <laughs> the... <laughs> Do you like that road name? Trotter's Bottom. Is Trotter's <laughs> Bottom closed? Oh dear. It is closed, yeah. No, okay, it's just a real shame. Um, on public transport, though, things are looking good. No reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Fast eight time Liak knew the headlines. A school in Bedford is protesting against plans to open a drug rehab centre next door. The proposals to open the centre next to Bedford Free School are expected to be approved this evening. A new report says that some of Jimmy Savile's victims weren't believed when they first reported their attacks. The report by the NSPCC and the police also concludes that many children didn't understand what had happened. Anti litter campaigners say more smokers should be fined for dropping cigarette butts. One woman has been ordered to pay nearly £400 for dropping one in Bedford Town Centre. And the weather will be mainly dry with the odd spot of rain. Top temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England have been drawn in Group E for Euro 2016. They'll play against San Marino, Lithuania, Estonia, Slovenia and Switzerland in the qualifiers. The tournament has changed to a 24-team competition. But England manager Roy Hodgson says the bigger nations shouldn't get complacent about qualification. It should, for the for the stronger teams, make qualification easier on paper. But the game's not played on paper. The game's played on the forward pitches and teams like Moldova and Montenegro gave us a, a tough time it wasn't easy to beat them so albeit the people will look at the group and say that's an easy game we'll never think that because we know that there are no easy games the stevenage manager graham wesley is still confident they can fight their way from the bottom of league one despite a loss at home to peterborough on saturday leaving the borough nine points from safety wesley believes it can be turned around if we win you know two games in the next week it doesn't look quite horrible so um we've got to keep our focus on the things that we can control the league table is as it is 
it probably wouldn't be like it is if we'd have played you know the games in hand but we are where we are because we haven't played the game so um, you just got to be strong enough mentally to be able to look at your own situation take control of your own situation affect the things you can affect Great Britain just missed out on a medal in the four-man bobsleigh on the final day of the Winter Olympics after winning a World Cup silver medal in December and finishing second at last month's European Championships team member Joel and insists there's more to come We've come such a long way in the past two years and um, it's you know Jacko ruptured Achilles only a year ago and it's just like you know this is just an amazing day for us we, we never we, I was at, like seven months ago I didn't know I was going to be here mm. instead I'm here I'm competing I'm competing for a medal I'm competing against the best in the world I think some people are in trouble next year. <laughs> Finally, there's been a big shake-up in the betting for one of the top prizes at the Cheltenham Festival. Star sprinter Sack has been dramatically pulled out of his defence of the Queen Mother Championship chase. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm, Justin Dealey has sent me... Um... A message. I, I probably shouldn't read on the air. Don't quite know what it means, but um, probably it's probably written in some highly offensive uh, code. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give me uh, a call, one of the things we've been talking about—it's—it's it's an incredible story. Page twenty-nine. Uh, sorry, no, page twenty-nine. Page nineteen of the Sun. Beauty tots outrage. Pageant girls' mum make brick kids sexy. A kids' beauty pageant organiser has outraged mums by blasting British girls as not sexy enough. She's not talking 16, 17, 18, 19 year old girls. She's talking four year old girls. American Jessica Darden branded our kids pasty and plain compared to US youngsters who are taught to wiggle their bottoms from the age of four. She's planning UK pageants where girls will have to wear fake tan, heavy makeup, painted nails, hair extensions, and glam clothes. Javius has just joined. Morning, Jonathan. Oh gosh, yeah. you st- you're right. Yes, my r- I forgot. All right, well, no, don't, don't worry. I, mean, I know we've changed things this week to uh, commemorate World War One. Do you want to? Do you want to have a little breather? Yes. Do you want me to turn your microphone off so that people can't hear that uh, disgusting noise? <laughs> yeah. You could talk, <laughs> Wheezy. Not Wheezy. Hey, have you seen this picture of this little four-year-old girl? Yeah. It's outrageous, isn't it? It's disgusting. She's wearing what, what is described as... This is by her mum, OK? Um, where is the, the, the... Oh, one of her most successful outfits, her four-year-old daughter, was a tight, leather-look catsuit. She looked like a sexy little vixen prowling around the stage. She looked about 16. I love that look. How could you... How could you... What, how, I can't even comprehend how a mum... Your instinct as a, as a parent, I've heard it's even stronger with mums, is to protect your little children, is to make sure that they are not vulnerable, they're not... Uh, and then you, you dress them up like, like a tart. She's dressed them up like a tart. But has it escaped your attention yep. that a lot of thick people have children? It, you said what I was, was too afeared to say. It, it is thick people that, that would think this is a good idea and that this is a nice... It's, ni- it's empowering. It's not. Dressing your four-year-old up to look no better than a prostitute is not empowering on any level whatsoever, I don't no. think. It is thick people. 08459 455 555 is telephone number if you want to call. Bit, bit northern there. Yes, Catherine's I know. Catherine's been rubbing this. off on me. You Is this a new jumper? No, it's an old jumper. Right. You didn't hear Catherine about 6.26 this morning, did you? No. It was, it was disgusting. 
Did she use bad language? She used foul language. Well, I, yeah. I heard you between half six and seven, oh. and I, I noticed that you said she'd got through a whole half hour without using any bad language. It was, I'm not going to say it now. I can't say it on the air. Right. Um, we'll probably have to do a formal apology at 6.26 tomorrow morning. I, I suggest you have a little word with Catherine afterwards and, and find out what... What feel. did she say? I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. But really, you would accept, as a mother of two, a seasoned professional... Yeah, but remember my earlier comments? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm not going to give her the answer the chance to. Anyway, what have you got this morning? Well, we're picking up on this litter story. Oh, yes. It's fascinating. A woman from Bedford has been ordered to pay nearly £400 for dropping a cigarette butt. And Kuta Visan was seen dropping the butt on St Paul's Square last summer. She refused to pay the initial £75 fine and now faces additional costs of over £300. More than 550 fixed penalty notices have been handed out for littering in Bedford since May of last year. Mm. And actually, it was quite interesting. I, I googled earlier. Yes. Cigarette fine, Bedford. Yes. Loads came up. Yeah. This is not an uncommon thing. Good, good. Bedford's doing something right. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your views on on this. Are you pleased that councils are getting increasingly tough on litter, or do you think the war on litter is going too far? Oh. From nine this morning, your calls on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Go and have a word with Catherine and uh, listen. I'll to go and find out what she said. Absolutely shameful. That's disgusting. None of your team would do that, would they? No. Oh, not twice. No. <laughs> ah, dear. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give JVS a call, or you can uh, you can give me a call. Are you telling him? You're going to? Yeah. You, don't put the mic up. Um, okay. Go on. Tell him. I'll I'll dip the mic at the appropriate no, moment. No, you won't. I don't trust you. Okay. Go. I'm not going to put the microphone up. Tell him. Tell him your, your foul mouth rant you came up with. <laughs> we got the cackle at the end. You see? Disgusting. I didn't mean to. Peter's on the line. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Yeah. I'm accepting that with an open heart this morning, Peter. Thank you. Much appreciated. What have you got for me? Um, litter. Yep. Uh, good finger tapping there, by the way, I heard. I've got, my nails need a cut, but it means I can do this. <laughs> nice bit of drumming. Yeah, Excellent. thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, yes, litter. Uh, it's a good thing that these people are fine, because we live in a beautiful country, and it's being continually fouled up by these people that throw yep. litter and fly tip. Uh, my wife and I, we do lots of we're out nearly every day, and we take our little picnic, and we into farmers' fields and laybys, etc., etc., where we just sit there, admire the view, and all around us is litter. Uh, our litter always comes home because uh, I would get a conscience if I dropped it so much as a it's half a not- difficult to do. Have a little plastic bag with you. Put it in your pockets. Carry it. It's not difficult to do. That's very true. We, we, we used to do a lot of walking and climbing all around the British Isles. We've been to the top of mountains in Wales and Scotland, etc, etc. And all around is litter. People bring it there to throw it away. I just cannot understand it. They all require a very heavy fine. Singapore's got it right, haven't they? They come pouncing on you and 
etc etc big heavy fine and you don't do it again then what about okay Pete, uh, peter what about people who say oh it's the nanny state oh well listen uh, come on guys listen let us make our own decisions our own choices so i don't think some people are capable of making their own decisions well no i don't think they are um they're in denial that uh, it costs a lot of money to gather all this material up and it goes into landfill and all the rest of it um we could save all of that money that uh, um, is expended on gathering up litter. Down my street, believe it, someone's thrown a carpet out in the middle of the road. It's not exactly litter, but uh, it's a carpet for crying. Peter, can I just say, this is the first time I've, I've heard you approaching um, uh, anger. Uh, well, yes, I don't usually get No, angry, you don't. You're, you're normally the, the calmest, uh, uh, most passive person that we've spoken well, to. And I, I mean I, that's a compliment, but you're, you're getting I a little fiery. I try. Well, I'm, I'm going to calm down now. Go and meditate uh, and have a herbal tea. Well, yes, I will do that. I also, this yep. past week, had a ride on one of Milton King's electric buses. Oh, that, was it working? Very smooth, very nice. Uh, but, but the downside, which was peculiar, because I, I, I use a lot of buses, my wife and I, yes. um, when the bus is stopped at a bus stop, there is no vibration, and that's unnerving. Oh. It just stops. <laughs> some of those, some of the electric cars, is it, is it quiet as well? Very quiet, just a little hum, and away you go. So some of those um, electric cars that they have, they, they've um, people got so unnerved by the silence that they actually put in a, 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 an engine noise. Even though it didn't need it, they put it in there to to, to, to relax people a little bit. Well, yes, I suppose there is a little bit of white noise so that people can uh, uh, carry on with uh, the noisy environment that we've all got used to. Peter, Uh, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Listen, I've got to say something. if, If you're on Twitter, dear listener, there has been some activity on Twitter. Catherine, you were getting lots of messages, weren't you? What were they saying? Thanks for the follow. Yeah. Thanks for the follow, and I thought maybe there was some kind of hilarious jape whereby I wasn't following enough people and someone had noticed. I've seen a few this morning. Carpet Martin, yes. At 3CR Kate is following me after 18 months of tweeting her and Ian Lee. Now to get Kelly Betts and Paul Scoynes. Uh, There were a few more I noticed this morning. Uh, Sorry? I'll, I'll follow Carpet Martin. No, don't. Why? I'm gonna. I'm doing well, right. No, well, no, don't follow him. Yeah. I unfollowed Carpet Martin. Yeah. It was all part of a. I've been hacked. There's, there's been some kind of scam has gone That'd on. That'd be good. I think there. I'll follow him though. He's quite funny. No, he's not. He's vulgar. Yeah. But Follow. you, you've gone from following something like 200 people to 450. Not even that. Oh. I was following about 150. Oh, so you gained about 300 people you were following. Yeah. So some if, of them listeners. Yeah. Most of them not. Uh, most of them a bit mucky. Uh, does anyone know how that would happen? How, do, how does that happen? They weren't even mucky ones. No. They were oh. just random people all over the country. I've no idea why. Well, you've changed your password now. Yeah. But I still don't understand how you your account could be hacked or would be hacked just so you could follow more people. Are you sure me... you didn't actually just press follow? What, on 300? Yeah. No. Not even I could do if that. If anyone knows how that happened, 08459 four double five five double five. But also, to break the news to you gently, she's going to unfollow you. So everyone's that's excited, there's a radio celebrity. Potty mouth Catherine Boyle is following you. It ain't going to last. Unless you're very entertaining. They won't be. Not these suckers. Fred's in Luton. Morning, Fred. Good morning. Yeah. Fred, what you got for me? Um, you're on about cigarette butts. Yes. What about flipping chewing gum? Oh, mate, you speak my language. Oh, there's a parade of shops, about eight or nine shops where I live. Yeah. Four or five have got takeaway. 
and uh, people go in there, buy their takeaway, come out, get rid of the flipping chewing gum. Do you know what? Do you know what I really fancy? Now you said that, Fred. I fancy a Chinese. Oh. I could murder a Chinese for breakfast. Yeah, well, we've got one there. <laughs> I might pop down. But you're right, it's disgusting, Fred. And the worst, the, the, the only thing worse than getting chewing gum on the sole of your shoe is getting dog poo. Uh, Those two things on the oh, sole yeah. of your shoe. Oh, man. If you walk oh. chewing gum in, or dog poo into your house and get yeah. it on the carpet, you, you prepare for a tongue lashing. Yeah, we don't see much of that now. Fred, do, do, you think, do you think that, um, that Bedford have got it right in that they're fining people 80 quid for dropping cigarette butts and, and, and uh, chewing gum as well? Oh. <laughs> 80 quid fine, do you think well, that's fair? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> People will be hearing that now. Exactly. We'll uh, take note, and uh, if they've got a bit of, a bit of sense, they'll uh, register and uh, we'll uh, dispose of things. Exactly. There. Fred, listen, if you, get a, if you get a butts or a couple of butts in your hand, you keep them in your hand. Do not let go of them. That's a simple thing. 08459 455 555. Suddenly it's a quarter to nine. How did that happen? <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ongoing queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound still slow between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. On the speed sensors, Hartford, the A414 looking very slow from the A10 heading towards the centre of town. And also in High Wycombe, the Marlow Hill is queuing towards the centre of town, so going down the hill. The A5 slow in both directions past Houghton Regis and Dunstable. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. It's 8.46. It's Monday, the 24th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are... There are only a few more days, don't worry. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines, and then it'll be March. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedford are unhappy about plans to open a new drug rehab centre next door to a school. A woman has been ordered to pay nearly £400 after dropping a cigarette butt in Bedford Town Centre. And a new community fund has been set up to help vulnerable people affected by flooding in Buckinghamshire. Take more of your calls before nine o'clock and also speak to Justin Daly, hopefully. But before that, let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a beautiful, bright start to the new working week. We have some blue sky and some sunshine as well to boot this morning, and the temperature's not too bad either. It's going to be quite a mild day. We have got some cloud moving towards us, though, likely to arrive at some point this afternoon. It's a weakening cold front, so there's a possibility of maybe one or two spots of light rain and drizzle out there. The maximum temperature we're getting up to around 12, maybe even 13 Celsius later on this afternoon. Overnight tonight, um, we'll get some clear spells developing but towards the early hours of tomorrow morning we'll get some persistent rain accompanied by strengthening wind as well but that wind's going to help to push it through a bit quicker and hopefully would have cleared parts of Buckinghamshire by dawn tomorrow morning minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius 41 degrees in Fahrenheit now any outbreaks of rain remaining the further east you are should move out of the way quite quickly mostly dry tomorrow some sunny spells but we may get one or two heavy showers in the afternoon and that's going to be accompanied by that rather blustery Breeze, but the maximum temperature is still staying reasonable at 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much indeed. We've had a brilliant email from Anne in St Albans regarding this uh, drug rehabilitation centre. Rehabilitation centre, that's the correct way of uh, phrasing it, that could be opening near a school. 
Ian, drug addicts near a school? No way! Children can be very cruel. The BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks is coming back. This is BBC Three Counties Radio live in Leighton Buzzard. We're in the library. Big tour. Say hello. Big tour. Back to where you live. Big tour. Fabulous old town. Big tour. It's got big tour. It's got character. The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Big Tour. BBC Three Counties Radio. Big Tour. What was that now? Before I wasn't listening. I'm not sure. Jim's Morning. on the line. Morning, Jim. Good morning, and I'm a long-lost cousin from South Africa. Ah, Jim, you are lekker, my friend. It's so good to have you back on the line. You are the Cypriot who sounds like a South African. <laughs> and I want to go down my slide. I want to have a go on the slide. Dad, Daddy, why can't I have a go on the slide like all the other boys and girls? There's one big difference between the animals in South Africa and here. Yes. He's gone. Jim? Jim? We'll get him back. Oh, no, you're still there. Your line's terrible. Go on. Uh, just outside uh, Gamlingay Wood, just walk my dog. Yes. And put it, just put him in the car. Yeah, good. Yes. He's, he's, and, uh, what? Jim, your line's awful. We'll try and get you back in a bit. For those who... Jim is not actually South African. He's a Cypriot. But he sounds like he's South African. Can we try and get him uh, um, on, on a phone that works? The mobile phones are so clever these days. They can uh, send emails. They can surf the net. They can book hotels and flights. They just can't make decent phone calls. That's the problem, isn't it? Problem is, he's in gambling gay. He's what? Uh, gambling gay. He's in gambling gay. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, Kelly, but I, d- I didn't have the uh, knowledge on how to say it. No, he's in gambling gay. He's a what? He's in gambling gay. He's a. He's in gambling gay. It's a place. Oh, is it? Oh. And have they got p- poor signals there? Very rural. Th- these are the things. These are the things I don't like. Okay, not all of them. Mobile phones are rubbish for making phone calls. Mm. Where are you going? Hello. Mobile phones are rubbish for making phone calls. Yeah. As are speaker phones. As are um, hands-free. Yeah. I've, why? You're not even listening to me. I'm, I'm doing my job. You work here? I work here. I did not know that. Shall I tell you what I'm doing? Uh, I'll say it while I'm doing it. I'm getting Justin Dealey up. Oh. Well <laughs> That's your job, to get Justin Dealey up? Yep. Wowzers. Dude, we lost job. me. I know what Justin's going to uh, uh, regale us with uh, this morning. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Just! Hey, boss. Hey, you all right, fella? Yeah, I'm fine. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. What you got for me? Uh, well, this morning you've been talking about uh, posters on your wall ah, as a teenager. Yes, there's a great thing in the sun. The, 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 we got sent today. We don't normally get all the papers. We got all of the newspapers, including the dirty ones. Yeah, I know, it's the great. The Mirror and the Star. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, but there's a great story in, uh, in the Sun newspaper today talking about posters that you used to have up on your wall as a kid and um, uh, Tony Parsons had Debbie Harry and Felicity Kendall and Agnetta Jane Moore had David Cassidy and David Bowie I had Bruce Lee yeah that's impressive that's nice a short sweaty Chinese man in a vest with some nunchucks (laughs) who who was on your wall just oh for me there was only one and there is still only one Big Mickey Harford. Played for England, what? played for Luton Town, my absolute hero, still lives locally. The man who? is a legend. Who? Mick Harford. Ke- Ke- Kelly, who was the Luton Town footballer you used to have on your wall? Scott Oakes. I actually met Scott at Christmas time in a bowling alley. 
really? I did, yeah. He's got got a story. Was he still wearing his kit? No, he wasn't, no. He's got a story for everything, and more and more his stories are set in bowling alleys. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on there, you weirdo? Well, you know, I I DJ every now and again at a bowling alley. Scott Oakes was, again, a Luton Town legend. Oaksy! Oaksy, Oaksy boy! Oaksy boy! And his dad, his dad was in Shawaddy Waddy. Come on, Shawaddy Waddy! When I was younger, I actually met Scott Oakes and he kissed me on the cheek. You're obsessed <sighs> with Scott Oakes. No, I'm it... not anymore. It was just when I was younger. You've mentioned him 28 times this morning. <laughs> Why are you not obsessed now, by the way, Kelly? I just grew out of it. You can't grow out of Scott Oakes. You can't grow out of Oaksy. No, now, Justin, I- I'm guessing you've hit the streets mm. and you've uh, have you been asking the people of Beds, Hearts and Luton what they had on their wall as teenagers? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Jie Hong uh, really made my day in this piece. So, yeah, I've been asking people about uh, the posters they had on their wall when they were growing up. Here's what people had to say. Jie Hong? Mm. He's coming David up. David Cassidy. David Cassidy as a solo singer or in the Partridge family? Your personal preference. <laughs> I wasn't fussed. <laughs> David like, Cassidy. Yeah. Just David Cassidy. But even when you see him now, do you still go a bit, oh, it's no. David? No, 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 no. I squirm when I see him now. Really? Yeah, really. Has he gone down the pan? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So who is it for you? Shivaji Wadi. Tongue Twister? Yeah. Yeah, they're a good band. I'd probably say they're a quality band. Yeah. Thank you. Black Sabbath? Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne picture. I've still got all his original records. I've even got one or two signed. Have you really? Yeah. So yeah. you met the man himself? Oh, yes. What was yeah. he like? Um, a bit crazy. <laughs> well, was he in a good way or a bad way? Um, at the time, in a good way, because he was he was spaced out of his mind. And as students at the time, hmm. we all thought that was great. <laughs> Amy, which poster was on your bedroom wall? Poison. You're laughing. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Come on. It is, but I still love him. So. Do you? Yeah. I've got tickets for and everything for June. The conversation gets even more embarrassing, doesn't it? I know. I know. But... Just give them up. Come on. No. I'm sorry, I can't. Can't you go and watch Shawaddy Waddy or something like that? No, no, I don't think I was alive when Shawaddy Waddy were around. Bay City Rollers. Still now, do you love the Bay City Rollers? No, no. You're looking at me off there, why not? I love them now. (laughs) Perhaps you do, but I don't. I've outgrown them a bit now. What was your favourite track? Bye bye baby. Probably. Yeah, probably had the jeans with the tartan on, uh, scarves around the wrist. The full shebang? The full shebang, Mm. yeah. Still got them? Yeah. Probably in the loft somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dig them out tonight. Take care. I will, and you. Come on then, Jie Hong. Who is it for you? Jackie, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan? Yeah. Do me a quick Jackie Chan impression. Come on. Yeah. And again? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> for a second then, I thought I was talking to Jackie Chan. Lovely camera, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Madam, for you, it was the king, Elvis Presley. Yes, yes. What was it about Elvis that made you go, oh, Elvis? Everything. Look at you now. Yeah, I know. I'm going. <laughs> Even to mention his name, you're going all a bit silly. Yeah. Can I give you my Elvis impression? You can score me out of ten. Oh, how are you today, baby? Zero. Um, right, there's so many... I've, I've made notes. Yeah, go on. So many things wrong with that piece. What? Well, I mean, d- do your Elvis again. Oh, uh-huh, Ian. Oh, thank you very much. You listened to us. Also, it's great to be here in Las Vegas. Now I'm just going to go to the toilet and die. Yeah. Okay, so mine was good, yours is bad. Ah, uh, you got the echo in the studio. No, I, I, I wasn't even yeah, using yeah, the echo. Yes, you I wasn't even the using echo. the echo. Yes, you were. I didn't yes, you were. This is with echo. Oh, thank you very much. You listened to us. Listen to the live of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. This it sounds again. exactly oh. the same as before. I didn't have the echo. You had the echo. All right, on. then who the hell is Jackie Chan? What do you mean, who's Jackie Chan? He's a legend. Does he mean Shaka Khan? No, Jackie Chan. Mm. Jo- Jackie Chan? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Jackie Chan? No. 
That was his impression. Who's I don't know who Jackie yeah. Chan is. Well, put it out to your listeners. Is he in any way connected with the Hong Kong movie star Jackie Chan? Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Then why are you saying Jackie Chan? Well, it's not a pronunciation problem, who cares? Why are you pretending to be posh all of a sudden? I'm not pretending to be posh. <laughs> Anything else? Justin, can you do a posh voice? Um, yes, uh, good morning, and uh, you're listening to The Breakfast Show with, uh, what's his name again, uh, the guy used to be on the That's TV? Posh. Um Yes, uh, Ian Lee, yes. Well, you do a posh impression then, Kelly, go on. I am posh. Oh, I'm posh all the time. <sighs> I tell you what, we'll do posh voices tomorrow, shall we? Yeah, looking forward to Justin, it. Justin, excellent stuff, mate, thank you very thank much. You. See you later on. I bet Ka- Catherine's good at voices, and even as a northerner, you could probably do a posh voice, couldn't you? Yes. Do you want to hear her do a voice of me? Let's hear the posh voice first. Okay. Well, how posh do you want it? Do you want it this posh or do you want it terribly, terribly posh? Can you do a posh Spanish lady? Um, yes, probably. Go on. No, I'm not doing that. Why? Because you start to go all funny. Why? Go on. I'm ready. Go on, Kath. Okay, well, sometimes when a Spanish lady is posh, she'll start saying things like, oh, I went to the park with the children. That's <laughs> she'll start doing that. But that's how they generally talk. Can you stop that? That's quite off-putting. Um, that okay, can about you with a tongue. Do um, uh, look, JVS is our witness as well. Is your witness? He's really well. posh. If, if you wanted to go to a tribunal, you uh, you could. Really now, posh. do your impression of Kelly Betts. Hi, this is Three Counties Radio. That is nothing like her. Not that common enough. That doesn't even sound a little bit like me. That's rubbish. Do it. Do it again. Say, say hello. My name is Kelly Betts, and I'm a complete muppet. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> hello, my name is Kelly Betts, and I'm a complete muppet. Kath, that's nothing like me. All right, well, you caught me on the hop. I've got to work all right, on it. All right, all right. My name is Kelly Betts, and all of the acts on BBC Introducing are rubbish, and when I presented it, it was the worst thing ever. Can worst you say that ever. for me? Okay, hang on. It's too long. Just I, try it, Kath. Okay. Okay, so just say, my name is Kelly Betts. My name is Kelly Betts. All of the acts on BBC Introducing are rubbish. All of the acts on BBC Introducing aren't rubbish. Are rubbish. Aren't rubbish. Are rubbish. It's hard to do an impression of somebody else and get all the words right. Kath, it's awful. Your voice is Kath nothing. Is nothing like me. Sorry. Look, oh, I didn't I'm put offended. myself up there as an impressionist. Offended. Should we have a posh show tomorrow? We'll all speak posh and we'll get we'll do posh voices. Mm. Okay. Oh, d- d- don't listen. Don't greet my ideas with apathy, guys. We're going to present the face of a united team. Tomorrow's a posh show. We'll always speak with posh voices, and you cannot call in unless you're dead posh. Okay? Deary, deary me. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. In Upper Sundon, Stretley Road is blocked near to Manor Road. And in Harpenden, things looking very slow on the speed sensors through the high street just past Station Road. Also, the A41 heading to the M25 is queuing from before the Hemel Hempstead turn-off. Public transport, though, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Mark uh, Fishwife from Bedford has uh, texted in. I used to work in Gamlingay. The only place you could get a signal was under a tree in the front car park. I also have Bruce Lee on my walls. Well, Mark, thank you very much indeed. That's it, that's your lot. Don't forget to download last week's podcast. JBS is up next. I'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, ta-ta. Local.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you think the war on litter is going too far? 